We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You don't have to be a Giga Chad to be frustrated about the audio, but when you die to the Giga Chad that's running around not even knowing he's abusing the fact that the audio doesn't update fast enough, it's just going to feel bad, and I just don't want you to feel bad. Papa loves you. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Yeah, we, are we are we, are we? we there two dads? <laughs> yes. We, we are concerned about this so that you don't have to be. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, the show dedicated to talking about all the progress things in life, like music, content creation, and video games. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jesse Kazam. <laughs> and I'm caught off guard. And I wasn't ready for the intro. What up, dude? What's up, man? How you oh, doing? Man, my my stomach hurts. My stomach's bothering me. Oh no! <laughs> too much, too much McDonald's and mm. and Japanese food. Mm. I think Japanese uh, food sounds delicious. Yeah. yeah, except it's not like the good, high quality, nice, fresh Japanese food. I I've been getting um, a lo- my local mall food court. Nice. Japanese food delivered, yeah, 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 because it's like delivered on on Uber Eats. Yeah, food I mean, court? listen, dog, I streamed fifteen hours yesterday. Damn, damn, I, I ain't, ain't nobody got time for making food. Oh yeah, I no, I definitely totally feel that. I DoorDash McDonald's all the time, but I just didn't know that they. I guess the DoorDash guys don't care. They'll hop into the mall real quick and pick it up, or Uber Eats or whatever. Yeah, it's just funny. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's not super far. So yeah, for all the Sarku Japan enjoyers. Yeah. I don't know if that's like a local place oh, or no. if that's Sarku like... Japan is classic yeah, yeah, yeah. mall. When I worked at Apple originally, we were so poor, dude, and I would sometimes I wouldn't bring lunch and on my lunch break I would just walk around the mall food court getting samples. And I would do like <laughs> I would do four loops and just that was it, man. So based. That was that was that was lunch, bro. Four Dude, loops just do around loop, the food court. One loop, cart your hair the other way, like yeah. over the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another loop, put on a hat. Another loop. They had to have known because I'm in like a bright blue Apple logo shirt, but they gave it to me anyway. Yo, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if this is like a thing. I, I don't know why this is like hitting me as a memory but i remember there was a period of time in my local mall where it was like a race to the bottom 
for all of the like Chinese food restaurants. They were all fighting to the point where it was like five ninety nine for four sides, yeah. five ninety nine for five sides, four ninety nine for six sides, three ninety nine for ten sides. We'll it was to the point where they're like, here. dude, literally, like it, there was like an arms race at my local mall food court. I, I, I don't even remember when this was yeah. or why, how I would have been like going to the mall frequently enough. This must have had to have been like college or something, but I just remember there was a period of time where like it was legitimately the opposite of like a monopoly, <laughs> like like raising prices. It was like competition we, at yeah. all costs. Like we, we will give you four sides as a sample, and then it's one ninety nine for another ten sides <laughs> with a free drink. That's insane. Those were the days, the good old days, the good old days. Mm-hmm. Well, what you been up to? I saw you playing some Hearthstone. Any Tarkov? This yeah, week, no, I was playing just... Magic. Oh, Magic. I was Magic. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did. I played one Tarkov raid in the last ninety six hours. Uh, it was earlier today. Yeah, I was it was like, a banger. I, I mean, it was like it was. I, I wanted to do an interchange raid. Uh, yeah. To see the lighting, um, because I saw a bunch of clips and stuff that you sent me and other stuff that people posted. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like half fixed yeah i feel um there's still places where it's insanely dark (laughs) for sure and then and then you know you have to counteract that by like jacking up your fucking gamma and uh, on your monitor and in the post effects and then you turn on a flashlight and you can't see right so it's like um so it's still it's it's better yeah but like it still just feels infinitely worse than most of the other maps for sure well the only reason why I say that is because interchange the entire map is just like the worst part of all the maps. The mall, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like reserve basement, exactly. And some of the build, yeah, some of the buildings and like customs are like just stupidly dark. But and that's it's, like, it's not even dark. It's like a weird foggy haze. Yeah, that's like ten yeah. percent of those maps. But functionally, ninety percent of interchange is inside the damn mall, so you get that feeling everywhere. Yeah. And when I spawned in, it was daytime. I spawned in, and it was like painfully bright, which was like a bug for a long time. Back in the I day, yeah, yeah. It's a new, I, or at least like I think it's back, or it's a different incarnation of yeah. the same bug, or if it's a new bug, I'm not sure. But you're back to it being like painfully bright outside, still kind of dark inside. It's just yeah. not like everybody's been talking about. The lighting was fixed. I don't. They, they in fact they no. broke the lighting. Yeah, they, they broke the lighting. They just reduced the fog. Yeah, they got. See, that's the thing. So it's like I, because we've had this conversation so many times. I came in with tempered expectations. I know I was kind of going crazy on Twitter. You know, all caps. Like, you know, did they finally fix interchange? But down in my gut, I knew because and and the proof that I knew is just to listen to any other episode of the podcast where I talked about interchange because I said this verbatim many times in my chat and many times on the podcast interchange lighting is broken like something is fundamentally broken and on top of that broken lighting they put a bunch of stupid fog that makes it hard to see and makes flashlights useless because they just reflect off the fog like high beams and i've even said before a lot needs to be done to fix the lighting and interchange but in the meantime if they just completely removed the fog it would make it so much better 
And that's exactly and, what it did. Yeah. They removed the fog from interchange and I ran around and I was like, wow, this is insane. It's so much better. It's still too dark and all of the places it was broken, it's still broken, but you can yeah. see farther into the brokenness, which is better. And flashlights are actually valuable now because they illuminate dark areas. They don't just reflect off of the fog and blind yourself. I found flashlights to be much, much Unless you've turned up your own post effects, but like in in open areas, yes, yeah, like but but like um <laughs> you know, I went for the for the second time ever into that like green med room on the oh, second floor, yeah, 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 um, yeah. In, on interchange, which I I literally it, I never knew that existed. Yeah, I know. Until, yeah, I think Desmond I don't know what it's called, you. but I know what room you're talking about. Um, and it was like dark in there, so I turn on my flashlight, but you can't. You have to shine the light away from everything you're trying to look at yeah because it's too bright if you shine it on in the direction of like a shelf you can't see and that goes back to like just the brokenness of it there are some rooms like remember remember when the filter controversy was happening and i i show i sent you the clip of me toggling on and on the filters and i was in german which is down in the across from mantis across from the metro german and you were like i've never seen that wall before like like, you just never seen the inside in that room turning on a flashlight lights everything up really really well but sometimes you're walking around and your flashlight will hit like a bookshelf not even a metallic thing like a bookshelf and it'll reflect back at you and you can't see anything and you have to pull and it's like that's a wooden bookshelf why is that reflecting light back into my face so there's definitely stuff that's broken but it looks so much better without the fog just being able to like bring a voodoo and and like oh i can like i I can make out the it's it's dark back there but i can make out that there's layers and if something runs by i can see it i'm not looking through haze you know what i mean like it actually felt it felt good but people thought that they fixed the lighting and they didn't the lighting is still broken there's lots of weirdness where like well, it's, it's even more broken than it and than it ever was. Yeah, because now it's like it's not just the lighting, like it's not. So there's two different ways to define the lighting. Yeah, there's like the way that things are, like the way that like light reflects off of yes. things and is dispersed through. You know, like like when it comes through the skylight. Yes, and but it's like dark on the floor. Like that's one way of looking at lighting. And yeah. then there's the fucking lights, like the yes. like the 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 fluorescent lighting yeah. above where like you take a step back turns off take a step forward turns on yes. take a step back that's a off. new like, bug and i and i sent that yeah i sent that in where there's a bunch and it's not consistent it's not every light but sometimes if you're directly underneath now that is also i believe linked to a separate bug we'll talk about later but that's absolutely a thing yeah the lighting on interchange is still atrocious in the sense that like like the Like what we have on interchange is the lighting equivalent of a hot rod on a table in streets that's uninteractable. Like it's fake. It's not real. The skylight lighting, that's just they they just painted a lighter color onto interchange. There isn't light coming through because light doesn't interact that way. Light is not it's not like a laser light where it's like the sun's underneath. So it just only illuminates what's down below. Cause that's what we have. You can take one step in and it's super bright. You're under the skylight and one step out. And it's like, where is everybody? And that's just not how light works. And so we have some sort of trickery where it's not real. And that also, it's like they, it's like they pre-baked in the lights, yeah. like the static lights, they pre-baked it with like the wrong parameters. And that's why when you like walk over certain things, it doesn't cast a shadow. Yes. 
Some yes. lights will let you let you cast a shadow and other lights won't. Yes, because some of it feels not real, just like almost painted on or, or brightness adjusted. And then that, similar things, the fluorescent lights are oftentimes just broken too, where this is so interesting. Like if you're in the, if you're underground and you're like looking at through the parking garage and you know how you can see the fluorescent lights and they cast this really just like cone. It's like, this is bright. If you walk in under one of those cones, you can see farther into the parking garage, which makes no sense. It's like if you're standing under the light, the game is like, it's brighter, but everywhere. It doesn't act like, does that make sense? It's like weird. It's, I know, I know, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. And my like, I'm trying to think as like a software engineer, how you had to fuck Dude, that up. I don't know. It's not crazy, but you can just notice that when you're under a light, you can see better, which sounds dumb. Don't come at me in the comments. If you're under a light, you can see better in front of you. But if I'm under a fluorescent light, that shouldn't affect my ability to see a hundred yards in front of me where there is no light, but it kind of does on interchange. So like the lighting is still busted and I don't know. And the, and the reality is, is I don't know how to fix it. I don't know. Like there's all sorts of cool, like, you know, uh, ray tracing and all this, all the sexy stuff and all the stuff and Unreal and Lumen and all these things. I'm not saying that those are required. I'm not saying I need to blow my mind. Similar with sound, I want passable first and then we can move on to like really cool technologies and the light is, is busted. But we definitely took a huge step forward by them removing the fog. It's the, the, the visibility is so much better and you can use flashlights. Now, I will say... I did most of my testing in an aw in offline raids because I wanted to go everywhere. I uh oh another reason why the uh, lights are baked in, why I believe the lights are baked in. The the day they did the patch, it was raining, full blown hurricane thunderstorm raining outside. And the first time I did an offline raid, I forgot to change the weather. It was as online, so I spawned into an offline raid where it was just like raining, disgusting, overcast, no sun. And, but I went around and I could still tell a difference because there was no fog. And then I stood at a very particular spot where I could see close, medium, and far away. And I took a screenshot. I left that raid. I then re-entered a new offline raid with Airwing, set the weather to noon, no fog. So it was as bright as it could be. Went back in the mall, took this screenshot from the same exact spot. You, I, you promise you, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Which also shows that like those skylights don't do anything, right? Like uh, the, the difference between a hurricane and a bright summer day with no fog would be very apparent in the level of lighting. Uh, but but the screenshots look virtually identical. So that's like another thing that kind of shows when you, there's just like outside the mall and in the mall. Those are the two lighting zones and they don't really interact as much. But anyways, I was doing offline raids. I was like, this is sick. This looks better. And someone in my chat was like, Someone in my chat came in and was like, interchange doesn't look any different. In fact, I think it looks worse. And I was like, I was like, I just instantly went into like, stop being such a negative Nancy. You're so like, I was so aggressive. And he was like, dude, in the basement, I can't tell. It, it doesn't look, it looks worse. I don't know. And I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever. We did our offline testing. And then Airwing was like, what do you want to do? I was like, let's do interchange. We went into an online raid. We spawned in, we ran underground. And me and Airwing were like, why does it look so bad? It was so dark. I legitimately thought someone was throwing the, the the Russian long skinny smoke grenades. You know how that's just like black? Like that doesn't do anything. It's just like black smoke. I thought somebody was doing that under there. 
and that then the guy like a totally different bug and the guy in chat was like this is what it looks like for me that guy he was like i've been trying to tell you i didn't know how to explain it this is what it looks like for me and i was like what the hell it looked so weird so then we went upstairs online raid and i was standing at i was standing in ollie and there was a one of the just shelves where you can like find gas analyzers directly in front of me 10 feet in front of me on the right side of the shelf it was darkness it looked like a smoke grenade was going off and on the left side of the shelf i could see all the way to the other side of ollie super clear no fog and i was like what the hell and this guy was like i'm telling you bro i don't know and then so i went to the right side of the shelf in the dark area and it seems to all be there there's many of the bugs that have come up since this patch seem distance-based. As I walked, as I stared into the darkness and I just was walking forward, it just went, and it lit up. And it was as bright as the other side. And I backed up. So it feels like, it feels like what the fog did, there's just like a brightness slider that's happening. Because like one of the things that I, one of the, TikToks I made to show how bad the fog was as I stood in front of a, this giant blue dumpster and I backed up and you would watch the dumpster just engulf Get in engulfed. fog yep. and you could do it. And so the very first thing I did on when, on Monday, whenever they did this patch, I found that dumpster and I recreated that TikTok and I could walk 30, 40, 50 feet back, farther back than in the original TikTok and I could still see the dumpster. And that was why I was like, look, the fog is gone. I'm not saying that the lighting is better, but look, do you see how the fog... You see how the fog and the lighting are different. The fog would just consume things and you couldn't see it anymore. The fog's not there. That's cool. This is different, but it's like that because the fog, that's how the fog interacted with you. The farther you were away from something it would like engulf it. It felt like that, but with just brightness, there was no fog. It was just as I walked farther away from parts of the map, they would get darker and darker and darker and darker. But it you think wasn't... All, the all the fog's probably still there. They just turn the opacity down. Yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> but it. But what was weird is that it wasn't like, dude, you can watch. If you don't believe me, anyone watching, you can watch all this in my VOD. But it wasn't consistent because I would just look the other direction and it was clear and I could see all the way to the back of the wall just like it looked like an offline. So I don't know if there's an online, offline bug. I did multiple offline raids and never had any issues. It was looking so beautiful and it wasn't until we started doing online raids that the bunker and some of the places inside legitimately felt like the smoke grenades were being thrown. There was an actual interaction, a fight with PMCs where I was calling to Airwing. I said, did you throw a smoke? Because he was throwing the smokes a bunch because he was testing them because they did stuff to them. And I was like, did you throw a smoke? And he was like, no, I didn't. I was like, somebody did right there. Do you see that? And he was like, it's dark over there. I was like, no, but right there, there's no way you don't see the black spot. Somebody threw a smoke. And I walked up into it and all the smoke, and it just disappeared. And there was no smoke grenade. And I was like, I, I was like, what? So... It's weird, man. It's inconsistent. All of the bugs. It's like it's hard to freaking um, get them to come every time. But there is additional lighting bugs on Interchange for sure. Yeah, a, a ton of new ones um, that hopefully hopefully they can address. Yeah. Like the way I look at it is if they make a change and the change is good and it introduces some some negatives, yeah. if they can fix those negatives in like a day or two, yeah. then as, as far as I am concerned... The negatives, write it off, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But the problem is, is what ends up happening yeah. is that the negatives are going to be in the game two years from now. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So that's the, that's the hard part of it because, like, I completely agree with you. I can't agree with you more that the line for me is not does a fix introduce new bugs. A lot of people, that's where their line is, and I think that's unreasonable. The line is 
do the bugs that get introduced get addressed in a timely manner? Because we, what's the, what's the thing we say about Tarkov's code? What's the, the biggest meme? Spaghetti code, right? It's spaghetti code. If you acknowledge that Tarkov has spaghetti code, then you, if you're intelligent enough, you have to acknowledge that then fixes to the game are going to cause other issues because that's the definition of spaghetti code, right? Like <clears throat> them doing one fix isn't going to magically fix everything. The definition of spaghetti code is that it's so uh, it's so unorganized on the back end that a fix is going to break something else. It's just, so that's a good thing. That's combing, I don't know why I'm thinking of combing spaghetti, but that's combing out the spaghetti and straightening it back out, right? Is you, you got you to gotta find the new thing and fix it. The thing is, exactly like you said, when you make a fix and that fix breaks three other things, are those three broken things in the game for two years or are they addressed in a timely manner? That's my line because we need to break things. If we've got spaghetti code, we need to break some things to fix them. It means by definition, they're unaware of how many things are broken. So... To become aware of what is broken, they must fix things, and then that makes them aware of the broken things. So, like, that is absolutely my line as well. The the I'm so you you and me have talked about this before, but I get so frustrated whenever there's a new Tarkov patch because I try to be objective about it, and I'm constantly fighting off the people that come in and be like, "Yo, good job, BSG. They fixed it. It's perfect. What a great patch. They're so great." And I'm like, "I mean, this bug, like this bug, is bad. We should fit with this is bad. This." And then the other people come in and be like, "Ha! Freaking classic BSG. Fix one thing, break three more. This patch sucks. L interchange doesn't even look any different." And I'm like, "Well, you're stupid too. You know what I mean?" And so it's just like I'm like battling both sides because I'm trying to be like, "This is good." This should be addressed. This is good. But yeah, it's been... I, I was thinking... A cluster. Earlier today, I had the thought... I don't even remember what the context was. But it was the thought that for the longest time, we've talked about like QA. And the, there's the yeah. meme that everybody has where it's like, what QA, right? Yeah. Like, how could how could this get past QA? Yeah. Um, And it suddenly occurred to me that that's not like necessarily the problem. Yeah. Um, a lot of times what ends up happening in, in software projects and I'm, I'm now, now that I think about it, I'm just far more inclined to think that, that this is the case that where QA, they probably find most of these obvious things and whoever, what all QA yeah. does is report the bugs. Yes. And then the developers and the decision makers, the product people, the managers, yeah. you know, the whoever, depending on the you know structure of your company, are the ones that, that s sign off on whether or not the fix goes in and then prioritizing whether or not the change goes in yeah. that introduces any issues. And if it's better or worse, you know, like there are times where it's like, hey, we fixed a crash that was, you know, it was crashing everybody's application, you know, 80% of the sessions, but it introduced this other issue where now, like, this one screen doesn't load. They're like, fucking push it. Push it out yeah, now yeah. because people can't use the app, right? Like, so um, it's entirely possible that, like, I, I doubt this is the case also, but there's a world in which, like, the QA people are like, here are 17 issues yeah, they're great at with their jobs. this thing. Yeah. And 
you know, whoever's in charge, whether it's Nikita or whether it's PM folks yeah. or team leaders or, you know, whatever are like, that's fine. It is what it is. And like downplay the issues. And I think like misunderstanding. We talked about this before misunderstanding how painful some of these issues are when you play the game yeah. for any extended period of time and how they affect the overall experience. Um, it's so easy for Nikita to think, oh, okay, so you mean there's like some weird flickering lights in a few places? Yeah. Whatever. It's better. It's better. Everybody's been bitching about the thing. We gave them the thing. Th- this other thing isn't a big deal without realizing like how... Yep. How many times it'll get you killed, which will get you frustrated because you're back in your stash to deal with the other bullshit. It, it, it can just ruin the fucking game. Yeah. For, you know, every one of these things just contributes and compounds and compounds and compounds. Um, yeah, so that's just something to keep in mind, too, that, like, maybe maybe their QA isn't dog shit. And yeah. maybe, like, and the decision makers great... are, are diminishing these issues and don't think that they're important. That's a great point. The reality is it's probably a combination of all of it, right? Like there's probably some big things that QA missed that they shouldn't have, but there's also probably some big things that QA brought up. But like, if you ever want to empathize with it, think about how frustrated you were player when the invisibility bug was in the game. And when you were, when you were talking about it with your friends all the time, you were watching streamers, they were talking about it. It was all over Reddit. And you were like, why doesn't anything happen? QA sucks. But think about what you'd feel like if you were the QA guy and you were playing and you're like, Hey, in like every single one of my raids, someone's invisible and you submit that and then nothing happens. And everybody's going this Q, the, how did this get past QA? QA sucks. It's like, how would you feel to have been like, w- w- I mean, we don't fix it by definition. The QA team, they're not fixing the bugs. They're just saying we found this bug. Do you want to push the patch or not? You know what I mean? So the reality is it's impossible to determine how effective their QA team is and stuff like that. But I do agree that there's an important point to be made there because when we when we misunderstand how like how game development works or how like those things are structured and we just blame the wrong people that doesn't help anybody either but similarly what you said is also true when when you get into like the you know core quote unquote corporate side of things if you're not somebody that's actively playing the game and you misunderstand how big of a bug something really is that's pretty detrimental too like not even just a bug too, like user experience stuff. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's. I mean, that's probably like one of the most egregious. Like that. The whole U- UI of Tarkov feels like it was written by a guy just trying to check things off a checklist. We need a UI for this. I made a UI for that. We need a UI for this. I made a UI for that. And not like how do these UIs come together yeah, yeah. to create a, a cohesive experience? Um. So. So yeah, it is hard to tell with like QA and stuff like that. There are definitely like and and the good and a, an interesting part of that is like the sound, right? Like I can't believe that they put Oculus. Like I, I talk about this all the time on stream. I can't believe they put Oculus Audio in the game or switch to the new engine without adding the occlusion zones to three of the maps. I can't like I it, it made those three maps completely unplayable, and that is crazy to me. That's not QA's fault. Like, you know, everybody knew. Everybody from top to bottom of the food chain knew that that's what they were doing. It's not like that slipped past. But to me, I'm like, that's that was an egregious thing. Like, I can't, they should have just waited and, and waited to migrate the engine over. I don't know until they had it all. Because even with the change that came on Monday or Tuesday, I don't know, uh, I think Tuesday, 
they didn't address interchange. So now the Emanuel occlusion zones are everywhere but interchange. Yeah. And it's like... The map that they just, like, motivated everybody to yeah, go play. Yeah, which, understand, interchange might be more complicated than X, Y, or Z because of how many. There's a lot more whatever. No, there should just be, like, fucking three occlusion zones. I know. Zones. I, at bare <laughs> minimum, there should Second literally floor, the old school factory basement. ones where you would just, like, as soon as you'd peek your head up, you were in the new occlusion zone. Even that would be infinitely better than what we have. Because you'd have like four escalators, and th that would be the only places in the world where it would ever yeah, be fucking relevant. Exactly. So I don't understand why. I don't understand why they put that in, but that's not surely not QA's fault. It's not like you know what I mean. So it's but, so. There, but there's a difference too between like there's different kinds of QA people, and I've worked with all kinds of. I remember my my uh, we had a QA guy. His name was Ravi. He was. Everybody on the QA team when I was in the robotics industry, they were all they were all from India and they were all the fucking greatest, <laughs> smartest, best QA team I've ever worked with. I know like sick. you know, uh Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even gonna get into any of the uh un unfair biases and, and uh prejudices yeah. that, that uh folks have in, in the engineering world to people from all over the world. But um needless to say they were fantastic. They were the types of people that would, when, when you would say as a developer, hey, I just finished this feature. Can you look into A, B, and C? Make sure that's working. They would say A works, B works, C, there's this one specific edge case where if you do this thing that 2% of the people will do, it breaks. Um, And then also D and E are issues that you didn't think of. And it was like, thank you. Yeah. Oh, my God, because I don't want my shit to break. You know, like yeah. I want, so I'd go in and fix all the things and add the unit tests and it was like fantastic. And then there, th we also had a couple people, um, over the course of my career where you'd have QA folks that would say, everything's fine. Yeah. And that as an engineer, when you do something even remotely complex and the QA team goes all good, that's when you're like, it's like stressful, more stressful than yeah, feedback. I'm like, everything is good. <laughs> Like, you, sh you should be able to break everything, right? Yeah. Like, even if you have to do the most ridiculous thing, like, QA's job should be to break it in every possible way. But so the other piece of this is going out of their way to really think about what the experience is going to be. Like, that's above and beyond QA. I bet you they do all these changes to the audio, and they probably go through an offline raid, like a QA guy, yeah. an offline raid with, like, bots turned on. And they run around and they think like, okay, everything's fine. Like nothing, it didn't crash. Everything seems like okay. There, so many people, as we've established before, are just ignorant about how sound works, yeah. about all these things. So they're like, it doesn't seem broken. Everything's fine. There's not no crashes, no yeah. nothing, without actually doing the things that like I do when I do these science videos. Yeah, where it's like run left to right. I'm gonna turn my back. You know, like yep. up and down stairs where yeah, the pressure like, points have been. Not yeah, where, just, where, oh. what's it like to be on indoors versus outdoors and there's a window where there's glass or when the glass is shot out or when the doors open, like all of these things. Like if you, if you want to do all these cool technology, you know, technological things with the sound and all this stuff, uh, using all these, these frameworks that are supposed to do really cool shit, you should like, I don't know. I, I, what I wonder is if the QA people like work together in teams to say, all right, let's go into a raid on our 
like live they should have their own like live yeah. quote unquote staging servers yeah. where if two QA guys hit start raid at the same time on two different machines they'll go into an online raid yeah. which is an exact server copy you know yeah. um not not like a co-op raid <clears throat> yeah. but like an actual online and then test out the sound or any shooting ballistics health you know like test those things out like you almost need multiple people to be able to do these things i think um yeah yeah man i don't know i, I just it's, wonder it def yeah it's definitely it definitely leaves a lot to be desired and questioned and obviously we don't know they could have a great group of guys they could have an intern in between coffee breaks who knows what their qa team looks like like for me, it comes back to like, for all the people, you know, some of them were joking, some of them were serious in chat being like, well, it's a beta, we're QA. You know what I mean? It's a beta. To me, that argument really rests on the game's ability and education on how to get information about bugs from the player. Like, if you want to, if you want to ride that argument down, like, we're QA, like, then you need to understand how QA works. QA people don't just like go into the game, break something, and then clock out for the day. The QA departments, it's their responsibility to then detail and document what broke and give it back to the engineers that worked on it, right? But the well, game, that's how you report your bugs. The game, but that's what I'm saying. The game doesn't educate its player base on how to report bugs. Its interface with reporting bugs is the most ridiculous thing. And when you report a bug, I mean, in the middle of a conversation on a bug I reported that I feel like is from fairy tale land. I, I don't even... I can't even. And and now, and, and, and so, not that you didn't before, but you understand why when I had that conversation with the CMs at, at BSG before I made my video about the bug reporting thing, when they were like, you didn't report the bug. And I'm like, yeah, because they fucking waste my time. Exactly. Exactly. And they were like, oh, you're really going to say they waste your time? How can you say that? Give me an example. And it's like, dog, I'm not gonna take the like if you don't know as a cm of for multiple years if you don't know what i mean when i say it feels like they fucking waste my time then you don't deserve your fucking job there you know like yeah so it just like it to me that's where it comes down to is just like do we do we as the player feel like if we're gonna be the beta testers through the lens of we actually want to help educate BSG on what's wrong. Do you answer this for yourself? Do you feel like you do that? Do you feel like you like educate? Like I feel like, and because there, because there's a really bad system for reporting bugs and be, because that whole system is, is, is bust. It's not broken. You can report a bug just fine, but it's like, in my opinion, a bad system. What they've done is they've, they, what what has happened is in that void of information, subconsciously, I believe that most players of the game just assume that they've got like Hackerman's eight people with 64 monitors and they're just like monitoring us all playing. And they're like, oh, there was an invisible player in that raid. We should investigate. You know what I mean? And they're not. That's not how it works. They're not like monitoring your specific game session and every time you run into a bug, you go, ah, good thing I'm beta testing. I ran into this bug. They'll fix it. Like, they need information about the bugs. That's how it works. That's why we've had bugs that went for a really long time that were super simple fixes That because it was brought up to Nikita. And so, like, do you feel like you playing the game 
educates BSG on where things are broken, on, on those bugs. If not, then you're not a beta. You're not. You're not a QA. You're a beta tester, but you're not QA. If you want to be Dude, QA, then let's implore Battlestate Games to make reporting a bug easier and better, and not like a super weird. Once again, you can't report the bug in game, so you have to Alt F4. You report, so then you have to leave the game state. You report the bug via the launcher, but then all of the follow-up questions can't be done in the launcher. They have to be done on the website. So you have to interface with three different things to act accurately report a bug. I don't get email notifications when they if they ask me an additional question about the bug. You, It's just like... <coughs> I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's how it is. And, and that's, maybe that's how bug reporting is in other games too. But it's just like, it feels like that's very not an optimized situation. No, I mean, like the people that say that, you know, we're all the QA testers. So, you know, the problems are with the game or with how with we, how we report them or whatever the fuck it is that people are saying. It reminds me of, you know, the people that are like, oh, it isn't the United States government like a government of the people and for the people? So if you have problems with the government, like it's your fault. It's like, yeah, that's not an over fucking simplification of of the yeah, state of uh, affairs, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, oh, oh, I let me go vote so I can fix everything. Like that ain't how it works, man. It's more complicated than that. Yeah. Um, but like. The idea that we're all QA testers. What I just described to you about, like, the difference between a QA tester doing the basics and, like, a great QA tester, the chasm between a QA tester doing the basics, a great QA tester, is as big as the chasm, if not... That, that, that might actually be a smaller chasm than a QA tester and a, the average gamer playing the game. Yeah. What you actually... So, so expecting the community to be the QA is nonsense, just for like, like philosophically, it might make sense that that you know you could argue that, but let's be practical. Let's be yeah. pragmatic. It's a giant fucking waste of time. What's far more useful is getting a small subset of very knowledgeable, experienced people to yeah. be able to do that stuff. And yeah, you, I mean, you don't even need to like reward them. But I, I remember we had a few people that were like really technical when I was in the robotics industry, really technical. One of the guys was like, um, he was like the head of the UX team. Yeah. He wasn't like an engineer, you know, but it was like smart enough that he knows how to break things and know how to test yeah, things, yeah. but also removed enough that he's not a QA guy and not an engineer and is closer to a normal user, but with a technical background and background knowledge about the product and the engineering yeah. so that you could sit down in a room with him and be like, hey, I did A, B, and C. These are the steps to reproduce. It seems like there might be an, ed you know, like, yeah. that's why, <clears throat> like, what, what I, I hate to say it, but, like, if they, if I could sit down one-on-one -on -one with a developer, you give me an hour, I will give them infinitely more information about two or three major issues yeah. than 10,000 random people yeah, playing hitting games submit and bugs. reporting bugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
I'm sorry. It's just the case. No, I, it's, that's just the case. Yeah. I, and I, I know what information is going to be exactly. useful. I can communicate it without the bullshit middleman. And that's not that's not a ridiculous thing. You literally have a background in software engineer, and I don't. Of course, your feedback on anything is going to be better. And the thing is, is but, that no, like, but you could too. It's like it's power well, users. Yeah, yeah, true. That that's that makes sense. There's the fact that you have a software background, but then what you're talking about is more like a like somebody that six thousand hours in the game versus a hundred. I can I just know how to break things in Tarkov a lot better. When they do a patch, I know like when when they do an audio patch in Tark uh, on Shoreline, I'm not running around the pier. I'm going right to the resort to so this staircase where I know it was busted. But that's the thing is that like there's there's layers to it. There's layers to it, absolutely. There's like a stress testing. Like a big thing in the Star Citizen patch was that like they knew the patch wasn't ready, but they couldn't get enough people to play on their like, it's called the PTU, where it's like where they're testing a, a new patch. They couldn't get enough people to play. So they just pushed the patch and it broke because it like everybody was playing and there was like stress testing. And there's a certain amount of that you can only do with just in a live environment with people. But there's layers to like the amount of feedback. Like so a, a few messages were saying like um, somebody said like satisfactory use something for bug reporting, which is similar to Reddit with like upvotes where people could do it. And Rust uses something similar like something like that would be really valuable in Tarkov where like if the community could like all attach if, if the feedback from the majority of the community would ju could just be I experienced this bug too a lot. And then that rises to the top where BSG can take a look and be like this. So many people at that point, probably they only need three or four power users to then really be like, this is how I replicate it every time they can. Like you said, they could get enough information from a few QA testers or a few power users, but to actually be able to equip the community at large to be like, are you experiencing this bug frequently? Yes. Because yeah, that, that'll help them prioritize. It, but that's exactly what I'm saying. They'll help prioritize and and it'll help point them in the right direction with investigating. Because once again, once again, we talked about this last week. We get the patch notes and like, you know, the invisibility bug was in the game for two months. But we get patch notes. It's like fixed an issue where sometimes when holding a scar L northwest, a bear's middle finger would pop out. And, 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 and I'm just like, how? Did that, and there might be a, a regular explanation for that, but just like equipping the player, the play, like, you know what I mean? The hive minds to do what a hive mind is best at, which is just like populate and bubble ideas. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wish that we had some sort of tool or they would reach out on social media or they would put like, they would put out polls on the subreddit of their own and be like, which of these bugs you experience and how much and just get that much data from the hive mind. And then the power users like you guys like Airwing and, and you and me and every time a new thing comes out, go and try and break stuff, submit that information. That feels like a good structure, but there's none of that. They don't reach out about asking things. They don't educate the community on how to report a bug and the reporting bug system feels like a joke. I'm not saying it's easy to do. I'm not saying I know how to do it. I'm not saying I'm the smart guy. I'm just saying I'm the guy like, once again, this this tangent came off of somebody in chat saying, "Well, we're QA." No, we're not. Like you know what I mean? Like if you're throwing that out there, I don't feel six thousand hours in this game. I don't feel like I'm QA. I don't feel like the but like if the bug reporting system is engineered for me for the user to be able to report bugs, I as the user feel like it's a terrible system. I don't feel like when I report a bug, anything meaningful happens. Bugs that are less important than bugs I report get fixed. So it starts at the top, right? It has to go top and trickle down. If if you want to leverage, if you do want to leverage the community as a pseudo QA, 
it starts up there. You have to create a better bug reporting system and then you have to understand the people that you're working with and use some sort of like upvote or Reddit or you and actually but do they leverage they don't have to do anything, obviously, but No, but do they want to? Oh yeah. I don't know. I think that's like the, the, the older I get, <laughs> the, the more experience I get with Tarkov, the more cynical I get with like and, and I've always been the one to reject the whole well, they don't care, they're just in it for the money. Yeah. I won't say that they're just in it for the money and they don't care. Like all they care about is the money, but I will say that to say they don't care. All I'll say is that that's a sentiment that has gone from having no meaning yeah. to now it has a non-zero meaning to me. Yeah. I'll just say that I, I won't full blown say they, none of them care about anything. Yeah. But you know, it's like you need to show me you care. Yeah, by doing that's, some of these fucking bare minimum. That's minimums. exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. Yeah, and and it's like I I agree where I don't like I don't I wouldn't say they don't care, but like the lo yeah the longer I play, the more I feel like X Y and Z are low effort, quick to implement. And high yield when it comes to either community education or community goodwill. And and I had that idea two years ago and last year and six months ago and a month ago. And there comes a point where it's like, oh, man, like, <laughs> I'm not saying they don't care, but this this really easy thing they could do could be a win, 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 win. It could make empower the player. It could leverage the community to fix more bugs quicker. It wouldn't take a lot of dev time. I'm not saying they need to watch all my videos and do what I'm saying. I'm just saying, yeah, exactly. It's like, show me that you care, that you want the bug reports, that you want the cheater reports, that you want the... I don't know. Dude, I, it's it's wild because, like, there are so many things to me that seem like such obvious... Now, I know not everybody agrees with every one of my takes, For and sure. that's fine. I would like to think that the most the majority of the things that i say about the game you know maybe not necessarily like balancing things or whatever because i think yeah. a lot of those are subjective yeah. but when it comes to the way that you know some features should be designed or the experience should be for some things you know like selling on the flea market and 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 uh you know other things i i feel like a lot of those things most of the folks in the community agree with me on and a lot of them are really easy massive wins yeah that the fact that i mean just dozens and dozens of these things are like it's like free goodwill where yeah. if you implemented these things everybody would be like oh my god bsg we love you like yeah. the recoil thing yeah so many of those like everybody the wants to and forget the they already the forget they already forget how significant of a change that was yeah and how literally half a million fucking people saw my video at least and were like oh my god this is the gr greatest thing that happened in tarkov in in the longest time i wish that they would just like believe me or or understand yeah. like like how do you square the circle do are they is it pride ego money do they not understand do they not care 
are they not capable? Like, yeah. why are they not doing these easy things that the community will fucking love them for? Yeah. And and yet every single time there's a big update with fixes and you, well, you guys should all be excited. Nothing there except for one thing, the fog, which they kind of half fucked up. Yeah. None of those things are any of the things that I've ever remotely come close to talking about for the last four years. Yeah. And, and it's not just do what I want. No, yeah. But I'd like to think that like me and a lot of other people for sure. are like a funnel. Like, And I don't, all of this talk, I I don't want anybody to get the impression that we're trying to say that streamers are no, special. No, not at all. But we come from a position where we hear tons of people. It's like we're like a funnel. It's mm -hmm. almost like we're the community managers, but we just don't yeah. have any connection to the actual fucking yeah. development, right? Um. We have a perspective of we're power users, but also we have ourselves checked yeah. all day long. Exactly. Constantly a by lot people of our saying opinions, that's not an issue. A lot of our opinions either come from the community where somebody says something and I go, oh, that's really interesting. And then we flesh that out for a few hours and we arrive at a more fleshed out version. And it seems like Jesse Kazam's idea, but it was like all of our ideas. Or it's a survival of the fittest exactly. of, of Or ideas. it is my idea, but it's been refined by the community. Like a lot of times I've actually, I've done what you do. I have an, an, an interesting idea for something. I run it through a script. I make a video about it. I talk about it on chat. And ultimately 20, 30, 40, 50,000 people make input on it. And then that also refines my idea. So it's not that streamers. It's that like we're kind of like uh, just the, the boiling point for each of our own communities. And also, by the way, that's why the electoral college. Yeah. That also, by the way, some of the best ideas for changes to come to this game I've ever seen have come from Reddit. Now, those things often get upvoted really, really high. And then just immediately the some sort of drama drowns them out. Right. You know what I mean? But like on some level that like the Reddit is also a really cool place to for the community separate from any sort of streamers to like pose an idea and really good ones bubble up to the top and really bad ones get pushed away. And like you said, how do you square the circle? I don't know. Like, is it, yeah, exactly. Is it competence? Is it indifference? Is it that they don't understand? Is it that they don't have time? Is it that they don't have money? I, I, in, in, because I want so hard to defend and you know, that they're an amazing company doing an amazing job. The only way I can square the circle right now is to say that like, they're just like, they, are so divorced from the community, from what the community's experience is as a, as a bug, as a player, the UX, like w what bugs are happening in what frequency and they're not, and it's, and it's their responsibility to build that bridge, to, to build a more effective way to communicate with the community. However you want that to be, whether it's like a Reddit style system like Rust and these people use an issue council like Star Citizen uses, even none of those things just polls leveraging the emissaries better once again I, I feel like they have all the ingredients to do effectively what we're talking about in three or four different ways it doesn't have to be my idea where they make like a, a reddit type rust thing they could leverage the emissaries that once a month the emissaries reach out to all their communities and all their streamer friends and all their stuff and then conglomerate a bunch of bugs and then submit that boom they could they could use the the subreddit better than they do. They could use they could do polls on their own Twitter and stuff like that and their YouTube. They could do polls to leverage that kind of stuff. You can do it a bunch of different ways, but the point is that they have the ingredients 
to connect that so that they have a much better pulse on what the community is talking about. Because I really do agree with you that that there are five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten really low hanging fruit things that buy so much goodwill that make the experience so much better for the player. That's such so trivial as far as development time that it's it's just like the only way I can square the circle is they just really don't know because they're so di- divorced from the community. It makes me sad and frustrated, but like I have to say that over they don't care or they're just in it for the money because I'm not there yet emotionally to say that. You know what I mean? So and I I truly don't believe it right now. How can they not? But the thing is though, I gotta say, how can they not know? I mean, I've been literally banging on the door saying, "Hey, there's this really important thing." Yeah. And you can't say, well, then, you know, and the people are on the other side of the door going either either we know or, you know, go away. Yeah. And then people want to say, oh, well, maybe they didn't, you know, maybe they didn't hear you. Maybe they didn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they didn't know you were. It's like. I know they know, you know. Yeah. So. I don't know, man. Before we move on, just because a few people mentioned some stuff in chat, because we went really, really hard on the QA and everything. I I, we're, I, I don't want to speak for various times. I am not talking about any one person in particular. I know we've both had some experiences. I've had plenty of amazing experiences with a lot of the community managers at them. I've had some not so amazing experiences with some of the current community managers, but I don't know what the current community managers, how much power they have, who they answer to. If I tell them that there's a thing, I don't know what their structure is. I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm defending. I'm saying that everything I said that we said about like, that's why I tried to word what I said about all that stuff through the way I feel as a player that's put 6,000 hours in. I said that I don't feel like anything I do matters. I don't feel like I feel like the system is bad because I have, and I'm not even trying to like save face because anyone's going to get mad at me. I'm just saying that like my whole thing is understanding of where I'm ignorant and I don't know how their structure is. I don't know the people that I've interacted with, who they interact with and who their boss is or or how much pool they have or how many of them they are. Like I said, I've had some great experiences and some not great experiences with some of them, but the but what I'm what I'm trying the way we tried to phrase it and the way I tried to phrase it was that either way, it feels like the devs are completely out of touch with what the community wants and that is just how I feel personally. So I know there were a few people in there like, but this guy does a good job and this guy, I'm not saying anybody is doing a bad or good job because I don't know what their job is or, or what that qualifies as. So I wouldn't be able to say if somebody was doing a bad or good job. I'm saying as a player who has 6,000 hours, I don't feel like this system works at all and I'd love it to change. So I saw some people mentioning some things and I just wanted to say that I'm not saying that maybe you feel differently or whatever, but for me, I was not, I'm not sitting here and saying Johnny pants 69 is doing a terrible job and should be fired. I'm saying the entire cohesive experience of me as a player communicating to community managers and if, and things happening in the game and bugs getting fixed, that whole pipeline to me seems broken. And I don't know who, if that's one person's fault, 10 people's fault, if it's whatever, but as a player, I feel like it's broken and I will stand behind everything I said, but I just didn't want it to come across as some people saying that, we just think this person sucks or that person sucks. Um, I personally think it's more complicated than that. And I just want to be clear about that because people are making some comments. Um, one of the, one of the real quick, one of the things I wanted to talk about um, 
because someone had asked during my one raid today, uh, did they fix the, what did he say, like, obese ninja bug? Which I'm assuming was, like, the when you're overweight, you crouch, you, like, walk, you don't make noise or whatever. Which I don't think had anything to do with, like, weight at all. I think it was just, like, if you are crouch walking at the slowest speed, you don't make noise. Yeah, I have heard that, too. So, like, I think there's a bug where... If you're crouch walking at the slowest speed, you make noise to yourself. Like you hear your own noise, but other people don't. And then I've also been told, I didn't actually know. I I actually still to this day don't know what the bug was. I don't know if that actually happens no matter what weight you are or if it was just when you're underweight or if the bug was just that you hear audio and they don't. So I don't know if they fixed it. Chat might. Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of people that have been like, oh, I really want them to fix it. And honestly, like the more I think about it, the more... Knowing about that bug makes makes me play differently. Yeah. In, in a good way. Because, like, back in the day, you used to be able to sneak, right? We've talked about how yeah. sneaking, how important sneaking was. Like, the difference between a game like Tarkov that's supposed to be tactical. Yeah. The difference between being able to move even slowly without making any noise and a game where no matter what you do, you're going to make some amount of noise is complete night and day. Yeah. Two totally different games. Um, sure. And and it's a huge reason why coupled with the net code, just shift Wing is the way to go. You're never going to sneak. So you might just, if you're going to make noise, you might as well make it so that, because your noise is two seconds yeah. delayed and your fucking body is two exactly. seconds delayed and your bullets are going to be two you seconds can delayed. either make noise in sync with the server or make noise ahead of the server. It's like, which one is going to give you the best chance of survival? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, and that was the reason why I was like, nope, like Tarkov is still, it's still just not the fucking game it needs to be because of so many simple things and so many complex yeah. things. And today it was... I was playing so slow because I had the voodoo and I was as soon as I ran in to the underground to the the parking garage before it used to be you sprint from like the truck across the street into the parking garage and there you're like stamina and then you have to run because it's just pure blackness. Yep. This time I was able to just slowly walk and look and aim and it was like oh it's a completely different game being able to see. And then going up the stairs into, uh, into not Goshen, the one all the way on the east side. Um, Ollie? Maybe it is Goshen. Idea? Ollie, idea, and then Goshen's in the back. Ollie. Yeah. Ollie's the one all the way on the, the side. Yep. I don't know why I'm By trying to on that. Extract. Yes. Yeah. Um, being able to like walk up those stairs and to just like look towards all the shelves and the and the and like the bookcase things knocked over and just being able to see it's like yeah. oh my god then i could like slowly walk over i was playing slow and careful and tactical because i was able to see things so you're able to see and move and it's not like you're just going to die because if someone's just standing in the distance and they're scoped in, and you're moving tactically, and it's like fog, well, then you, you just die. Yeah. You need to just run from point A to point B and hide, yeah. and then run from point A to point B and hide. 
and then hope that the people that shoot at you that you don't see miss you yeah. is all you can do. Yep. Um, and I was, like I said, I was moving slowly. And I see a guy <laughs> walk up to like a door and I was like one tap headshot. I'm like, fuck yeah. Like enemy down. Yep. And I thought I heard another person over in the same direction. I'm like, okay, he's got a teammate. And I was over by um, not Ultra Med, but like the opposite corner of Ultra Med, where there's like there's like food court things. Like yeah. if you come from the food court area, you know that in between yep. section. I was it was I shot the guy. He was like over by like the arcade. Gotcha. Yep. And I went all the way around the towards the escalators towards Ultra Med to flank around. Yep. Um, because I'm like, his guy's going to be looking over towards like the center. I'm going to go around the side and I moved slowly and tactically. And it was like, like the guy, like the, you just can't, right? Like yep. you can't, you, the only thing you can do is shift W yep, or throw a grenade. Yep. And it's like, I just want to be able to walk and not make noise like when you walk up the escalators you walk it's like clank 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 it's like i don't know about you but like rubber on metal yep has it's like we have metal shoes yeah it's it's like we've got steel toed fucking tap shoes but not toed steel soled shoes where we literally just stapled a sheet of steel to the sole of our shoe 100 like i just i want to be able to the game would be infinitely better yep if you could walk at like 30% of your, the normal speed, yep. not make any noise, raise your gun without making any noise, suddenly now yep. you're so much closer to the way the game used to be, which was playing slow and tactical and outsmarting your players was possible. Now it's not. Yep. It's absolutely 100%. You can't play slow yep. and tactical. And like we've said, People immediately would say that there would be more rats because of that, and I think it would be fundamentally the opposite. I think more people would move around because they could move silently. You would catch people moving really slow out in the open, and you'd kill them. Like you know what the I mean? The dudes like, in the raid series weren't rats. It doesn't. They were moving exactly. tactically and quietly. It doesn't get more ratty than what it is right now, which is hold an angle in perpetuity until someone peeks it. Because if I move an inch, I broadcast my location for three square miles. If I could actually move around, people would actually move around and people would move around the map and there would, it would feel less. Ra- yeah. It's just like, it, it like, and the guy, and the guy that killed me, his buddy was crouched in exactly the, the, the inch that I thought I heard the sound earlier. Yeah. And I took seven minutes to flank around he didn't move, and then uh, you know what happened? I was coming up to the corner, and I'm like, I still think the guy's here, but I don't have nades because yeah. it's too fucking expensive to buy a shit ton of nades and just die before I throw them or die when I throw them, so yeah. I'm just not going to do it. Um, and then I'm like, I came to the corner, and I said, my best chance of, of winning this fight is to shift W and point fire. Yep. And I shift W'd and one tap with the SKS right to my face, even though I was wearing class five helmet, class five armor. Yep. I had the fucking 60 round full of nine, nine, five with like the 200,000 ruble modified M4, mm-hmm. all the meds, my Salewa, my propitol, none of it fucking mattered. I shot one bullock out of headshot on a dude. I played tactically and 
it's like then he shot one bullet and got a headshot on you and it was just like yeah and people say that's tarkov and it's it's actually not yeah it's actually not tarkov yeah. it's not because what tarkov was it's not how they depict tarkov in the raid yeah. series it's not how they depict tarkov in the trailers it's not how they describe tarkov on the website yeah it's not it, it's just it's the tarkov yeah, it, you play but that doesn't mean that it's what they want you know yeah, and anybody that says it is like they are in chat, and I guarantee people are in the YouTube comments, yeah. they're going to say that I played it wrong or that I just got outplayed or like you, you, you're fine to think that. Yeah, it, it I it's unfor it saddens me that you just don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Like if you just want to disagree with me and call it a skill issue, like you are all like yeah, you're by welcome all means, go to for it. it. Yeah, you're welcome, but you you are simply misunderstanding. Yeah. The like something so fundamentally important to the game. Yeah that and what veritas isn't <sighs> what veritas isn't talking about is we should remove the ability to get one tapped which is the reason i'm saying this is because i know that that's what a bunch of people heard a bunch of people listening they were like oh, veritas got one tapped and he doesn't want people to get one tapped no that's not at all and uh, i'm not even going to re-go yep. over and re-explain what you said if you got to the end of that story and you thought that's what veritas said click off this video or skip back five minutes and rewatch it because <laughs> that's or just... or pause the video and reflect Think a little critically bit, for a few and, minutes. Yeah, reflect a little bit on the things that I said and what I could, what I might mean <laughs> about like what, what, how the game is if you're able to move yeah. quickly and confidently and tactically, but slowly and but like reasonably. I don't want to sprint full speed at 100 kilograms and not make any noise. Yeah. I don't want to be, you know, but like think about how your inability to be, to be covert. How that incentivizes silly, exploitative, unrealistic, unrealistic unfun, not tactical, abs honestly absurd in the in the context of everything. You want to survive, and you should care about your life and yeah. all of these things, right? Like the game. Yeah, yeah, uh, I completely agree. Uh, okay, so we can talk about some of the other stuff that came in the patch. Apparently, they adjusted the, the skyboxes on all the maps. Um, I don't know what that even means. I don't either. Uh, here's, here's what I know, and then check, and I guess tell us if they... Every map I played that day, I was like, it looks different outside. Do you, do you agree, chat? And chat would be like, yes, it looks different outside. And then I saw some people on Twitter tweeting, these new skyboxes look great. That is the extent of my knowledge. Once again, very... I'm very aware of my ignorance. All I know is that it looked different everywhere. Just a little bit. Just the colors or the or the shade or the the sky just in general. And I so I would have some people come in and be like, yo, look up, look at the sky. And I'm and I'd be like, it doesn't look I don't look at the sky and go, oh, that's it. I don't know. But then I saw some people tweet like, man, these new skyboxes are sick. And so I'm loading into a raid. I, I have to see. It just looks different. And I, I, I did the one really interchange raid. It. Yeah. And which, the sky was just which white. Interchange so. would be complete. Yeah. Yeah. But like, go to like a shoreline raid or a woods raid or something. I, I went to customs. And, uh, Ooh, I mean, okay. So it's been a long time since I've paid attention to the sky. All I can say, I, I don't know if it's like nice volumetric. Yeah. Clouds. Oh the cloud i don't i mean this is one of those things like it could be yeah placebo it, it could be 
I mean, I, I've always thought that like the sky looked nice in Tarkov for sure. Um, but like the shading, uh, and the clouds and like the color, it's like on customs right now. It's like a nice deep blue. Um, yeah, I don't know. It looks, it does look different. Yeah. So that's I, something, I, that at least I remember. So that's something that um, people have been mentioning, and it was like, cool. Like nobody's really been hating on it, but some people have noticed. Um, that's one of also one of those things. Like that had to have been like a non-trivial, yeah, thing. Yeah. So why they didn't even like, list it why? in the patch notes, bro? But like, why though? I, oh, like, I, and I, I'm I not even know. like mad they did it, and but it's like. I don't know. I, I I just can't not get fucking frustrated yeah. when I see shit like this. Not that it's not good, because, like, cool, man. But, like, when I, you know, report a bug and people want to ask me uh, or they want to say it's a known issue, you know, and it's like, okay, well, then why is it not fixed yeah. fucking months later? How long has it been known for? Yeah. When, like... Oh my god! You know, there's the whole like, oh well, you know, the people that that do don't do the net code are not the ones that do the uh, yeah. the skyboxes. No, but the people that do the skyboxes are probably the ones that do the fog on interchange. Yeah, right. So it's like, what the fuck have they been doing? Put twice as many people on fixing the fog and the lighting on interchange, and then fix the skyboxes a month from now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck are the priorities, dude? Yeah. And then now, for all I know, maybe it was one guy, one day. Yeah. If that's the case, fine. Again, I'm ignorant of all these things. I'm just saying, like, yeah. it just, I can't not be fucking frustrated yeah. with all of these things, you know, because they just seem so, I just don't understand what the fuck is going on. Whoa, yeah. it just turned into, like, a thunderstorm. Are you in an offline raid? I'm in an offline raid. It Brother, just went full on. I... If you, every every offline raid... Ends in a thunderstorm. Everyone, you, no matter like no matter what raid you're in, if you're in an offline raid, unless you're in an offline co-op raid and can set the weather, no matter what the weather is, ten minutes later will be raining. Every time. Ask me how I know. I've done hundreds and hundreds of offline raids trying to get screenshots for thumbnails or footage or something. Yeah, you said it was like a beautiful day when you spawned in, right? Yeah. I dude. I looked away and then I I had my rant. Maybe it's maybe it's like a mood ring. You get you mauled yeah. at the game, and the game's like, "Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. You want to be mad at me? Well, fucking, I'm gonna smite you, dude. It's almighty ten out her. of ten times. I don't know why they didn't give us the ability to change the weather on our on solo offline servers. It would seem like that would be infinitely easier, not harder. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Uh, they fixed, they updated DLSS and AMD FSR, and apparently this was a pretty solid change. Uh, on DLSS, the scope smudge, like it would look, it'd be like, oh, it looks pretty good, and you would zoom in with a voodoo, and it would be all like smudgy and weird. They fixed that, and a bunch of people have been like, they finally fixed the scope smudge, so like DLSS and FSR look better, which is sick. Um, <sighs> configure the sound and positioning settings for reserve and shoreline. I have not played a reserve raid because I avoid that, that at all costs i did a shoreline raid and i'm not gonna lie it was terrible <laughs> um we went in to the resort man and like 
it's not a pancake anymore. When someone's below or above you, it sounds different, right? So step in the right direction. You know, when someone's on the roof, it doesn't sound like they're with you or on the outside. You know what I mean? Like it's that's better. But it was. But it also didn't a week ago. Oh, no, it did. Watch my contact comparison video. Half of the comments are vertical audio on shoreline. Wow. That's weird. That's weird. Well, that makes me wonder even more what the hell this patch was because me and Erwin did a little bit of testing and, bro. It, now, now, like, now, let me clarify. You can't tell right now with HRTF or with binaural yeah. audio. As far as I can tell, there's no difference between above and below. Below. In terms of localization, yeah. but in terms of the occlusion sound, zone, like the occlusion, actual... like, you you can tell they're not on the same floor as you. That's crazy. I'm playing now, Shoreline I'll, in a while because it was check. so bad, but I've got tons of clips of somebody walking around on the roof, and I thought that they were on the first floor with me. Um, yeah. So I'm maybe gonna, they've I'm... been doing some sleeper changes, but it makes me wonder uh, even... It might be in different places. Yeah, that's very issues. true. I could have experienced a bug. There was like a place where, yeah. Um, but like, man, we I only did like five minutes of testing with Airwing. And we had a bunch of bugs where like he would, I'd be like, okay, I'm on second, right? Run up, you know, run underneath me on first and then run up the staircase. And he was running underneath me. And I was like, oh yeah, chat. Like that sounds good. He's below me. He runs up the stairs and he runs onto my floor. And never changes occlusion zones. He's running in circles in front of me, and it still sounds like he's below me. He's muffled, bro. That was re that's how reserve has been. Yeah. since since the wipe, they it like it like hangs on so to an occlusion. Regressed? That's what I'm saying. So it like it like it like hangs on to an occlusion zone sometimes. But like we did that test three times. Sometimes he would come up upstairs, and it would change exactly where it was supposed to. Sometimes it would hang for a little bit and then it would change. And then a few times it would just hang and he would just be in that occlusion zone forever. And he could run around on the second floor and I'm watching him run around. I'm five feet away from him, but it sounds like he's below me. So like we did that for five minutes. We did a few things like all of the, those buildings where like there's like elbows and stuff like that and hallways. It really shows how like binary off or on their occlusion zones are. I don't know if you saw my TikTok. I didn't post it to Twitter. I should have. But uh, Velian had disconnected. His chat alted for him with a bitbot. So, but he was running full sprinting in place. I was on straights. And so I was. I placed an ATM machine between us. I was standing. I wasn't crouched. And I was looking at Velian. And he was fully muffled like he was outside. And I would lean. It was just like the, their their occlusion zones are so binary off on, and it's kind of funny when it's an ATM. But when you're in the hallway of the resort, if somebody's well, if in the elbow, if somebody's W keying you, they can run up the stairs and around the corner before the game has acknowledged that they're in a new occlusion zone and they're all up in your face. We literally did that, where like there's no fade in and out. You know what I mean? It doesn't get loud. It just Boom, pops in. It's just like fully, so, you're full-blown occluded or not. There is no in-between. It sounds like... So that... Hmm. Like, there's no way... I, I pulled up your TikTok. I want to see... 
if I can find. It was relatively recent, the one with Valian. Um, we were on streets. Step one, Scooby-Doo, all right. No, okay. not that one. That. <laughs> it's got 73,000 views. So look for that number of views. 73,000 or 7,300? 73,000. Oh, audio is totally fine. So what that is to me is that they're, I think that's two things, two things combined. And it's the occlusion, the, the logic is probably if you are in two different occlusion zones, cast a ray between you and the person. And if there's anything in between, assume it's a wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. And not a window. Yeah. That would explain how you can cuz I'm I'm watching it he's on my laptop so like I'm not going to show you guys. Go to go to Jesse's TikTok uh at Jesse cuz they am uh in fucking watch all of his TikToks cuz they're great. Um But yeah, so you're on the outside, sorry, you're on the inside of one yeah. of the like grocery stores or or whatever. Yeah. Um the, where it's all windows but and all the windows are broken. Yeah. And Valian is outside running in place. Yeah. So the audio, it should be like. Totally fine. Just totally normal, fine, basically. Totally which it clear, is, normal, Unless yeah. I. And then if he leans in and out from between a, a like, you know, chest high ATM, ATM machine, machine, it's occluded and not occluded and occluded and not occluded. So, yeah, I mean, that, that to me is. They probably have really. But see, like, here's the fucking thing, dude. That's the way that, like, BSG would do audio. Yeah. And not the way that, like, people who wrote the Oculus audio would do it. Yeah. Like, that is the most primitive, basic. Yeah. That's the shit that a high schooler, when they wanted to implement, like, yeah. cool 3D audio would do on their, like, midterm project. Yeah. But people that, think that, it's Oculus Audio. An Oculus Audio dev would watch that clip and cringe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe like maybe it is. Maybe they implemented Oculus yeah. Audio wrong. Maybe they have half Oculus with their own bullshit that they wrote on top of it. Or maybe half Oculus, half of their own bullshit that they wrote four years well, yeah, ago. Yeah, I don't know, I man. I don't know either. But it's like, but, but, God, it's so fucking bad. But like in the resort specifically... All of the little bugs in the audio can present themselves in a in a sequence together, making it impossible for you to know that an enemy's coming. So you get the weird stuff with staircases. So like a great example is by like West Wing 301. That's the Ledex room. A bunch of people, you know, go do that. And you know how like um, there's the hole in the ground um, between the two staircases. So like if you come up, Man, this is so niche to talk off. Which which wing is this? West wing. I you're, I think you're literally talking about the one that I have pulled up on my laptop. West wing, third floor. If you come up the spiral stairs that are on the admin side, so the north side of the map, and like you were going to go to 301. Yes. Yes. I, so that this, part this of clip is a guy running uh, and he... he He's running towards me from the third floor over, kind of over the crack, yeah. above me and, to, and back. And it sounds like, okay. Yeah. So so that, so that, but like you're, you're looking down the hall at 301, like, and that's right. And, you, and you, the, the hole that's right there in front of you, 
Mm-hmm. Imagine if I'm standing just on the other side of that hole looking back at you, right? Okay, so just like that's where my character was. Because you did that contact science, uh, you did that video before they did this patch, right? Um, when was the patch again? Like Tuesday. So two days ago? Yeah, two days ago. Yeah, this video, this video was I put out three days ago. Yeah, and I made and it you made a, it a while. A few okay. days. So yeah. yeah, so two days ago on Tuesday. So I'm standing at that in West, at the other side of that hole in the floor, and Airwing runs underneath, and as as he passes by that hole in the floor, the audio does exactly what it should. He's muffled, 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 and then I and then I hear him because I can see him. There's nothing in between, and then he gets muffled again, and you're like, cool. And then all of a sudden, he's in my face. And he had run an up the spiral staircase and just run in a beeline to me. But because the staircase audio is weird, and because sometimes it hangs on the occlusion zone even once you're up the stairs, and because the wall, the L of the wall, even if you're standing in certain sp- spots where you're looking down, you can see the enemy, but because whatever ray is cast hits that wall between you, you're muffled. So he can run all the way up the stairs, past the elbow, jing, 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 zigzag, and into my face before I hear a footstep. Or if I do hear a footstep, it's muffled. Because it's like there's there's like net code delay of like positioning, but then there's also like a delay in when you transition occlusion zones. And so Resort PvP right now just went even more Shift W because you can actually convince people you're on different occlusion zones. And then because of whatever because of whatever happens with the ATM, where sometimes it just says, well, just draw a line if there's anything in the way. There are actually instances where you can see somebody, but their audio is as if they're above or below you. And so it's like because of how tight and close quarters that combat is where in 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 3 seconds you can completely transition floors you can go in and out of like elbows and in and out of rooms but whatever and it cannot process all of that fast enough and it's scuffed dude if you're you know just doing a blind me? test being like run above me you're like that sounds pretty good but in a situation a combat situation where it's like boom boom yeah. jump on a balcony boom bam bow it's too many things and and you and it's just it's it's scuffed did you ever see either my videos or anybody ever explain the BLJ in Super Mario 64 and how you how people no. get past the infinite staircase? It sounds so familiar, but I forget if you have explained it. Because honestly, this seems like it like it screams the same flavor of of bug. So in Super Mario 64, and in, if you go to Satire V and watch my fucking videos, I have all this stuff uh, yeah. on there. And I even show the source code, the fucking the C code uh, underlying the game. And I show the, the code where the, the, the actual yeah. bug exists, where there's a maximum speed for Mario. And when he exceeds the speed, he's set to like the maximum. Okay. So like if you long jump, you like accelerate. But then, like, that's as fast as you're going to go. There's no way to make yourself go faster. But there's no minimum. And when you're moving backwards, it's a negative speed. So, have you ever seen the backwards long jump? Like, the, the, yes, the backwards I've seen jumping up I've, the stairs? Yep, 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 yep. So, the reason why... Boing, boing. <laughs> yep, the reason why they do that is because the, the way that the... The way the staircase works... It's actually genius, and I, fr- in, in, 
I, I got a hacked version of the ROM of the game so I could free cam out to the side and and actually see Mario running up the stairs. Um, you see he runs up the stairs halfway and then whoop, he's at the bottom. At the bottom. But when you are behind Mario running, you see like the Bowser pictures just con- continuously coming because the the teleportation is seamless so you don't know that it's just sending it, so it seems like an infinite crazy. staircase but you just can't see the top of it's the staircase just... and you get halfway and it teleports you back but but it's seamless so you can't tell that's crazy now here's the thing you know how the games work with like a tick rate like yeah. there's a there's a, an update rate of the game the game loop um the on every and, and I'm going to get like some of these details wrong, but but effectively on every frame or every like second frame or something yeah. is when the game says, hey, is Mario out of bounds? If he is, snap him to the nearest wall or the nearest floor or whatever, yep. because sometimes you might be moving really fast. And at some point it has to do the collision detection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, given the size of Mario and where those boundaries are, if he's going so fast that on frame uh, on check one, He's on one side of the wall, and on check two, he's completely on the other. He never hits the barrier, so he never gets teleported. That's why you can bounce up because you're going too fast for the game to to yeah. the, the collision detection to work. Yep. So I'm wondering if Tarkov is so like desynced yep. either locally or well, actually no, this would be you're because you're not experiencing this first person. It's only third person you're experiencing yeah. it. So if your game is is updating the player positions and it's like desynced and fucked up if they're moving too quickly or whatever yep. you might it might skip over the transition between yeah. the layers which or, or maybe even like the layers are not like touching i don't know if there's boundaries yeah. or if if it's two cubes or if it's it's a there's a plane in between i'm not sure how it's yeah. implemented but it could just be that the trigger is missed for whatever reason. Which, maybe it's desync. Maybe it's the speed they're moving. Which reminds me of what you said earlier about like, how is something tested? If they're two standard accounts and they're walking around, you'd like, never catch you'd it. You'd never catch it. Like, do they test with fifty-one strength, fifty-one endurance on SJ six? Because that's how most of these fights go down. On and a so, laggy server, yeah. With so, like, if they're if they're packets. standard accounts, level one strength and endurance locally walking around, and it's like walk up here. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Like a transition. That's a completely different experience than a full sprint, max strength endurance character. That's a Damn. really interested. That's a really interesting thought process there. Where like, if they're not testing it at as fast as a player can go because of course it would happen at slower speeds. They need to make sure it works at, at as fast as a player can go. That's yeah, interesting. Man. Natty. They're doing it all natty, bro. No SJ six. Damn. That's actually a really interesting thing. So yeah, it's gotta be something like that. Um, because we played, uh, a shoreline we played that shoreline offline and then we played a, a shoreline raid and it did not make me want to play shoreline more and i love shoreline and i miss shoreline it got to the point when we did the one online raid and and we were pvping it was like 
chat was like, how did you hear that guy? And I was, it was like, I didn't, I've just played 5,000 shoreline raids. I just know where he's going to go. You know what I mean? Like he ran up the stairs. I didn't want to chase him. He was going to drop through the hole behind me. So I turned around and he dropped through the hole. You know what I mean? It was like, I didn't hear him. And if you didn't play 5,000 shoreline raids, you would have been given no clues as to where he was. I just play a lot of shoreline, you know? So it's like, and that feels so bad because I win. If I win the fight, it's just like, I don't know. Like, and so there are definitely places where it's better. You know what I mean? Like there are definitely places where once again, isolating, I'm here. You just do this. It's better than what it was the last time I played shoreline for sure. But once again, I went in as a player fighting other players in there when it's going to matter when you want yep. that freaking audio and we did Practical that testing. testing exactly and that's where it was it was weird it wasn't just like oh you're looting 310 and I'm looting 206 and it sounds better that's good that's 100% progress but it's going to that 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 good feeling of he's walking on the roof and I'm on first floor and I can't hear him like sweet that's better that good feeling goes away when the dude pushes you and breaks glass you didn't hear and jumps over something you didn't hear and pushes up a staircase you didn't hear and kills you. You're going to be like, I thought the audio was better. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be a Giga Chad to be frustrated about the audio, but when you die to the Giga Chad that's running around not even knowing he's abusing the fact that the audio doesn't update fast enough, it's just going to feel bad, and I just don't want you to feel bad. Papa loves you. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Yeah, we are we are we are we there two dads? <laughs> yes. We we are concerned about this so that you don't have to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, man. So yeah. Um a few other things. Uh it was a debate. The UI element they are talking about on the flea was just that they got rid of have you meant saw that yet? Go list something on the flea right now. Anything don't list it, but just like go to list it on the flea right now. You see how, like, it's just... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You used to have to click, and then another dialog box would come up, and then you would type the price. Now you just go type the price, and it's just, like, euros, dollars, rubles, which is cool, um, but it's not, like... We were wondering if it was going to be, like, a new UI for a quick sell, but it's not. They just got rid of the barter, which is that... This this UI is better. It's it's one less click, which is good. I The muscle memory is insane, so I keep clicking where I'm not supposed to click. Oh my god, dude, like, you still have to right-click. See, like, here's how I would sell the item. Right-click. Sell item. Click on filter by item, and then click add offer. And then scroll down to the item that you want. Yeah. Click on it. Yeah. Like, just put a fucking sell. Yeah. It'd be nice if it was like, yeah, if it was right click and it was just like sell to trader or sell on flea. And if you clicked sell on flea, it would pull up the list so you could see the prices and open the box and put your cursor where all you have to do is type. So right click sell on flea. And then you can just, then all you have to do is look at what the prices are and type. Yeah. See, and that's, that's actually that something sick. that's actually something that's um, like that right there. The, the thing you mentioned about the dialogue box having being active having the focus um that's like something that when i worked in the mobile space was like so subtle 
and you but you get so much mileage out of it. It's like yeah. if you're going to have like you have to fill out a form and you're going between multiple screens or whatever, like let's say you're going through a buy process to have to like context switch from to doing what you're doing, typing on the keyboard, hitting like the button to then have to like tap on the field to then start typing again. Like people are like, oh, you, you, just, you have to move your finger like four inches. Is that a big deal? It's like, no, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal. But imagine how efficient, and how quick you yeah. can do things when it's like type, enter, type, enter, type, enter, yeah. hit a button, how the button should be where your thumb is. It shouldn't be in the upper right hand corner. You know, like the next yeah. should be like, oh, it, if you're That's, only if your only yeah. thing against it is I've gotten used to an objectively slower way, that's not a good you know what I mean? Like if you want to have an argument that something shouldn't be done, but if it's just like I've gotten used to to an objectively slower way of doing things, that's not cool. You're not like cooler, you know what I mean? Like wanting things Dude, no, you, to be you're not adapting. Yeah, yeah. Wanting things to be optimized uh is not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Veritas isn't saying that we need to halt the development of arena and get this UX feature in the game. It's wanting things to be optimized is is not a is not at all that thing. Well, if you want I would, three I clicks, actually, go play CS, bro. Dude, I actually would say that that they shouldn't fucking do a they shouldn't even write a line of code on Arena until there's my quick sell feature in the game Boom. or my my quick sell feature or better or better. Yep. Um, now, now I won't say like you know change it so that the fucking field focus has focus right away. Yeah. Like, but, but like. You should just do that. Oh, God, that, that just makes me think about how every change they make is always it always breaks something and is always like 60 percent of what it should be. Yeah. And it's like all you needed to do was like either think about it for 30 seconds or if you're not capable of using your brain and you have you don't you're a, you're a good developer, but not a good like UX designer. Yeah. Then fucking ask somebody who is. Because anybody will tell you, oh, well, just move this here, do this, do this, and you've made it, you've, you've yeah. now saved collectively enough man hours that, like, we probably would solve, we'd cure cancer a decade earlier with the number of man hours that have been lost to shit UX and Tarkov. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> um, um, yep, yep. They, uh, they adjusted some sound positioning settings on streets. I haven't really noticed that. Uh, they added an in-game mail notification system for players that were banned based on a report. I haven't got one of those yet, but that's nice. Uh, there was the the big barrier to entry for the Lightkeeper tasks was the third task in the quest chain. It's called Assessment, and you had to kill 25 PMCs basically standing at the foot of the bridge that they can't cross unless they, too, had completed this quest. Mm-hmm. They made that kill area everything south of the water treatment plant. So the chalets, the Marin car, the... Wow. Yeah. Massive. So basically, it's just like play lighthouse and avoid that area. You know what I mean? Because like if you're standing on the lighthouse, that's all visible area. You know what I mean? Like with binoculars, like they, it kind of makes sense in the lore of the quest still because the, the quest was like figure out pe why people are snooping around the lighthouse. So... And kill them, apparently. <laughs> um, so uh, so that's much better uh, for that quest. So that was added in this patch too, which is nice. Also, weirdly, uh, the amount of XP you got by picking up an item 
or like searching an item was reduced by 50%, anywhere between 50 and 80%. Uh, I don't I don't know if that was directly to combat people cheesing like survive quests like the guide and stuff like that. Um, like, when, yeah, let's make let's make the guide harder. harder. Yeah, that's, I don't know if it's just the, the guide or like a weekly to survive shoreline seven times. If you spawn by path the lighthouse, every shoreline spawn has path the lighthouse as a spawn. So it's like if you're trying to survive there. You could just like swap guns with your buddy, get out, get the survive, come back in. If you, you know what I mean? It's like, so I don't know if it was like for that cheese. Once again, that's something that wasn't. Wait, listed. what was the exact change again? I think I, I thought I heard that wrong. Um, search XP was reduced by between fifty and eighty percent. Oh my god! Or looting XP. Why? Sorry, looting XP. So actually, when you like pick up an item, I don't know. I don't know bad IMO but it is what it is it's not worth molding about but kind of an L and just weird and not included in the patch notes and just weird um so that's the patch oh the last thing and then we go into the into the bugs the last thing is they increased the size and speed at which smoke grenades plume. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, we did some testing. The green smoke grenade is awesome. I will do my very best to not go down my mauled trail of why they should go back to the old way of throwing grenades. But they... um but the uh, the green smoke grenades are insanely good now. Like, when you throw them, it pl- immediately starts to plume. I would still like it to be faster, but it's much faster than it was before. And they get huge, bro. They get huge. Like, like a whole street on streets can be blocked off by one smoke grenade. The green ones that you can buy from Peacekeeper. Huh. Going on offline customs, just toss one of them bad boys, dude. It, the M18. Yeah, it's uh, $33 each shit, <laughs> man. I still wish um, I still wish that they plumed a little faster, but they're very good. Now, this is some true spaghetti code right here, okay? I don't know if this has been in the game for two years or not, but because we were testing the the grenades, both smoke grenades, the black one and the green one. Airwing Marine and his buddies found this bug. Listen, new clip. I'll explain it for the oh god for the Twitch chat. Where if you throw a black smoke grenade, the the RG whatever ones behind you, and there's a green smoke grenade in front of you. The two smokes cancel each other out, and anything in between those two smokes will be X-ray vision, completely green. It's like wearing NVGs in the day. It's like wearing NVGs and T7s at the same time in the day. Now, that could have been in the game for two years, because when was the last time in a raid you saw a black smoke grenade and a green smoke grenade going off at the same time? Never. Never. 
So this could be one of those spaghetti code things that because they made a good change, we found a bug, that bug can get fixed, which is good. Or I don't know if it's if the bug is a result of um, this patch, but it is super scuffed. It is super scuffed where you could you could basically just like x-ray vision see people. Um, and then you can even get to a point where if you're scoping in with a voodoo, on the 1X, it's like the X-ray vision, but if you zoom into your 6X, you've, you're looking through the smoke and you're looking normal. There's no smoke at all. Dude, it's... Do you know? Do, do we know if it's still client-side? The smoke? Yeah. I don't think so. And all the testing... Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. The textures, the, the textures get buggy. The textures get a little schwackadoodle-doo. Smoke underscore one dot PNG or smoke, smoke underscore, underscore two? two dot PNG, yes. Yes. Bro, what? It's like this is CS1 smokes. This yeah. is CS2 smokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it plumed pretty fast, right? And it's huge. Uh, I mean, yeah, it should it should be like it should plume in like fucking two seconds. Dude. I agree. It should. Sh- I like, agree. Uh, I agree. But that's way better than it was yesterday or three days ago. But I definitely agree. I mean, I'm, I'm still I'm still never going to use it. I once again mostly I, because I have no control, yes. like no real confidence of uh, where it's going to fucking land. Uh, dude, yeah, look at how wide that is. Like, look at how much you've smoked off with one smoke. They keep freaking edging us with the smokes, bro. Like they want, like they could be so good. Escape from Tarkov is a video game where the smokes could be so damn good if it weren't for the developers not wanting the smokes to be so damn good. Oh, it's pain. I was gonna say. I was going to say it's not because I don't know where it's going to land. It's because I don't like you have to watch a 14 minute YouTube video on how to rebind all your keys, uh, your key binds so that you can throw smoke grenades when you want to throw smoke grenades and frag grenades when you want to throw frag grenades. That's why I'm not going to do it. Like, um, so yeah, smokes, that bug is a little weird. Oh yeah. You're showing that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, scuffed. <laughs> I'll put a I'll put a clip down to the in the no. description for the the audio listeners or the YouTube listeners. But um, dude, I don't like this. This is the shit that would happen to me if I was trying to like make a game because I here's the thing. Like this is the kind of thing that happens when you. When you kind of half know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I mean, legit arrowing <laughs> figured that out in a few hours because, um, because, uh, because he was testing the new smokes. Right. Um, so that's a very, once again, that's never going to happen in a real raid. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, it's kind of scuffed. Now, the last thing patch related is, I'm sure you've been asked a million times about the flashlight bug. Has anybody explained to you what the flashlight bug is? Oh, your flashlight's always on yeah. for everybody else. Yeah. So it's... Is that is that after you turn it on the first time or just always? Sometimes. It, I mean, we've actually been doing some pretty rigorous... always. Yeah, some rigorous testing. Um, 
we had a weird like, wouldn't wouldn't people see the, like this is one of those things that like wouldn't any the anybody who plays duos wouldn't they just be, wouldn't this be painfully obvious like it is to everybody that plays duos the thing is it's just like okay. it doesn't the, the thing is like in my raids in the past 24 hours or 48 hours that this patch has been out i've seen it where i didn't see a single flashlight through any walls anywhere I've seen it where as soon as we spawned in, I could see Valiant's flashlight even when it was off. And in the, in the past 24 hours, I've had it where, like, today they did a technical patch. So we were like, did they fix it? And we were like, oh, yeah, I can't see your flashlight on. That's good. And he turned it on and then turned it back off. And when he turned it off, it was still on. And then it was like that for the rest of the raid. So I can't confidently say this is how you recreate it. But what I can say is every single flashlight we've tested has the bug where even if your flashlight is turned off, it is a basically a dimmer version of your flashlight. So it's not as bright as if the flashlight was on, but it is bright enough. Yep. Yep. It's not it's as even more yep, complicated. Yep. And dude, you're not even ready, bro. It's it's it doesn't matter if your flashlight's on or off. If it's on, it's full brightness. If it's off, it's 60% brightness. Okay. And when you move around, it swings around. And you know how sometimes in some places, flashlights shine through walls or floors? This bug shines through all walls and all floors everywhere. So countless times, me and Velian were playing, and we we're just like, there's two guys in that building. And they come out, boop, 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 because we just see their flashlights through the floors on streets or whatever. Okay? So additionally... There's a bug. Versus, I don't. This Dude, one, the guy I died to today. That's yeah. another thing. I, I they could have just I, known. They could have just. Known I had my were. flashlight on and off. You could have just known earlier you were. in the raid. Oh my god. Okay. Additionally, bro, there is a bug. This one has been harder to recreate, and honestly, I'm just. I don't care to spend any more time testing this kind of stuff because I'm just so frustrated. If a character. This is what I believe to be true. If when that bug is happening, you're underneath someone, like they're on a floor above you, okay? If mm -hmm. that person jumps, that flashlight bug, 360 spin bots. Me and Airwing legitimately thought we were in raid with cheaters because we were in the basement of Interchange and we could hear them above us because the audio sucks. We could hear them jumping and voiping and, and taunting and bear. And their flashlights would just go, and we were like, these guys are spin botting. And then we ran into them, and they were super legit players. And then at some other point, Velian was like, Jesse, what are you doing? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, you're doing the whole spin bot thing. When I would like jump, if I was in check and he was below oh God, me. Like, that's my spin bot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my spin bot. So like, it's so scuffed. And there's so many layers and it's not all infinitely reproducible and it's frustrating to try and test. And I just don't know, bro. It's scuffed. Oh, and the other thing I forgot to mention was that all of this is distance based. It's between Airwing tweeted out. It's like between 20 and 60 meters. You I'll have I'll have Velian be looking at me. And if I walk close enough to him, boom, both of our flashlights turn off at the exact same time. 
I back up a little bit, boom, they both turn on at the exact same time. If you keep backing up, eventually, boom, they'll both turn off at the exact same time. So it's like between 20 and 60 meters, sometimes with most flashlights, even if they're off, they're going to be on. And when you jump at 360 spin bots, at one point, Airwing took the flashlight off his gun and put it in his bag and it was still on for me. But then we tried to recreate that test with Velian the next day and he took the flashlight off and put it in his bag and it turned off. And then today we were playing trios with me, Vel, and Mr. Meme, and we couldn't get the bug to happen on Mr. Meme's side. He was looking at both of our streams being like, yeah, I see the bug. Both of your flashlights are on, but look at my stream. And I'd look at his stream and nobody's flashlight. Dude. Okay. Is this, <laughs> it's just like, Dude, is this kind of what you're talking about? So click on the link that I just put in, in chat. And this is in... Um, in the my my latest Switch Tarkov headphones are the best in 2023. So play that, and you can hit the the um, the period and the comma keys in YouTube. Okay. Um, pr pro tip for everybody: obviously F is the is the shortcut for full screen. Use K as the shortcut to start and stop videos, not spacebar. Because sometimes spacebar, like sometimes if you hit the full screen button with your yeah. mouse, that that UI element has. At, uh, like the focus and then when you hit spacebar it actually like unfull screens k will always start and stop okay what a period and then, and comma do frame by frame oh no so shot. so pull up the video at like 1257 and frame by frame and you'll see all of a sudden the flashlight like right when he crosses when he runs over the gap in the floor yeah, this yeah, is yeah. At 12 minutes it, 12 minutes and 57 seconds in my my sword and I mean my uh, my contacts video that I put out a few days ago. Yeah, I noticed that and I don't like I thought that was weird. But then also watch if you keep going at like 1259, you'll see his laser. The laser comes out of nowhere, freaks the fuck out, and then the light like flickers. Is that the same thing? No, this is def This is different. I do, man. I've seen that. It's exactly. I, I see what this is. I've seen that before. Yeah, we're like at 12.58, there's like a certain frame where there's like a very tiny streak of light off to your left um, that pops up. Um, and then his laser, his flashlight pops on again and then goes away. And then at 12.59, the laser pops in. That's all different. That's all stuff that's been in the game for forever because lighting is weird. This is new. This is like full-blown just like 60% opacity of what the however bright the flashlight is just shining in your face at all times and it's not just client side every single person can see it um oh yeah my mod just reverse just put the the spin botting weirdness in your chat he just posted a clip of that oh those my were legit God. players we ran into them later and then on Valiant's client, the next day, I was doing that when I was above him. Like, think about how uh, we were panicking, bro. We were like, what the hell is happening? So, like, I don't know. It's it's this, the flashlight thing is crazy, bro. Because it's like eight different bugs all at the same time that are sometimes reproducible and sometimes not. And then we had Mr. Meme couldn't find anything at all. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's beyond my scope of understanding of knowing how to, um, what's the word, diagnose 
I just, I just beyond my scope, dude. Just like BSG, take this clip and fix, please. And then that's why I mentioned earlier where. And you know what they'd say? They'd say file a bug report. And I promise you that the logs, <laughs> the logs in game, dude. Like, have you ever read through the logs no. before? Ever? While while you talk about whatever it was you're going to say that I interrupted you, I'm going to pull up the logs and I'm going to read you the kinds of things that are logged. Yeah. And you're going to see that, like, at no point is they're going to say flashlight flickering in the thing. Like, it, it, does, it just doesn't include yeah. that fucking information. Yeah. But um, it's it's weird. It's not. Oh, what I was going to say was and, and the reason I mentioned this earlier, because, like, something is happening where all three bugs we've talked about today have been distance oriented. Remember when I was telling you the the visuals on Interchange where it looked like somebody had thrown one of the black smoke grenades? And as I crept up, it just got super bright. The closer I was, the brighter it got. The the lights, the clip that you saw that I reported of the lights underneath Interchange. You get close enough to them, they turn off even though they're on. Mm -hmm. You back up, they turn on. The flashlight bug, if you get close enough to somebody, it pops off. If you back far enough away, it pops back on. Like... So many different things, so many of the new bugs from this patch are all related to how close or far away you are from sometimes an inanimate object and sometimes another player. So like, I don't, I don't, dude, I don't know, bro. I just like, don't know. It's so weird. And it's like, and this is pretty game breaking because if you're a solo and you don't freaking know, like when I'm playing with Velian, I can be like, oh, I see your flashlight. We're bugged. But if you don't know, bro, and you're trying to play tactical or you're not just a shift W Giga Chad, you don't know if you're literally broadcasting your location to other people through walls. You could be you could be literally not moving <coughs> specifically because we don't you don't want to make any sound. And they could see you just swiveling back and forth. They could pre-nade you, pre-fire you, and you'd be like, that dude's cheating. It dude, it's it's scuffed. Oh my it's god. Scoofed. Yeah, okay, so here I have I have all of the logs. There's five different files. There's um there's application.log, errors.log, notifications.log, traces.log. Can anybody actually like do like I can't do like four uh, um <sighs> and backend.log, okay? Um now if you look at backend.log it's literally just a timestamp with saying that it sent a, a request to like parad.escape from tarkov.com slash client slash game slash start menu locale languages game config globals it's just telling you like all of the fucking requests yeah. that are being sent keep alive generate loot blah 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 all this other shit um completely like that's not going to help them figure out like any of the bugs that we've ever talked about okay yeah. then you look at traces.log, and I'm looking at the one from today. Um, the application uh, has been awakened. The uh, They're going to raise exceptions. Obfuscation of the application succeeded, blah, blah, blah. NVIDIA Reflex is available on this machine. The status is okay. And then there's a an object that has, like, the game settings, and it's, like, the language uh, the field of view, head bobbing. Like, it's basically just your game settings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then there's the sound settings. It, it All that is is all of the data dump from the server of what your settings are. Presumably so it's server side. So, like, if yeah. you uninstall the game and reinstall the game, 
it's not like it doesn't have to be stored locally every time the game launches. So technically, if you had EFT on two different computers, you could launch it over here and all of your settings would be retained. Right. So um, presumably that's the reason why. Interesting. So it's all of those things. And then it's just a bunch of a bunch of requests like there's nothing here. Anything um, the battle I initialized successfully. OK, whatever. There's that. And then there's notifications.log. Um, and this is just like you received a service notification, you received a ping, all this other stuff. I'm assuming that that's my guess is push notifications from the server, like almost like, hey, Prapor has a, an insurance return for you. I'm assuming that that's what that is so that it like pings. Gotcha. Uh, so that's what shows that little badge. Um, so none of that's relevant, right? Then you look at um, errors.log, a single error, even though there's probably 27 bugs I encountered, right, in the one raid I played. Mm-hmm. It's no foldable, no foldable found on weapon is match SV98 container clone. Cool, man. Sick. Cool, um, man. And then there's application.log, and all that is is actually it's all of your game settings, and that's basically it. So when they're like, Send like send us your log, submit a bug report. Yeah. When they say submit a bug report, and then they say it's helpful to know like what the bug is, but also like to have your logs. Your that this is why I'm like the logs are not gonna fucking help. Yeah, none of the log info. I promise you, yeah. none of it is gonna explain why players were invisible. None of it's gonna explain why the sound is scuffed. Yeah. Or why the flashlights are flashlights are three sixtying like a maniac. None of the logs are fucking useful. So that's why it would be way more valuable to have like a an official Tarkov subreddit thread where you could like upvote common issues where it yeah. somehow got filtered and people could just vote on it. And then like you want to know what the problem is. If I can reproduce it, like me, yeah. Veritas, let me sit down with the dev for an hour, have a conversation, and I can pull up the client, give me a dev build yeah. or whatever, right? Like, that's going to be way more efficient than telling 100,000 people to file a bug. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get more information Seriously. from me sitting down and, and walking through, and not just me. And Like, if it's tower with ballistics or optics, yeah. if it's you with a million other things in the game— it's not just streamers, it's not just me, but just people who are knowledgeable that can reproduce it, that have a fucking brain. Yep. Sit down with them and work through some of these things, especially when they're easily reproducible. Yep. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's exactly what I said earlier. I like exactly that. Like an officially sanctioned subreddit <laughs> that's like moderated and all it is is for bugs that get upvoted so that we know the priority of how many people are experiencing something and how frequently and at the top of that chain, whether it's devs, whether it's streamers, whether it's freaking giga chads of the community that don't stream at all like tower, then get to like, you know, reproduce the bug, provide that information, work with community managers, work with devs. Like that would be infinitely more valuable to Everybody, the entire player base, whether you play casually or whether you're a giga chad, at fixing and identifying and prioritizing and replicating and working on bugs that are actually impactful to the player regularly. Like, it would just be, why? Like, I don't, why? (sighs) 
Yeah, I don't know, man. So that so the flashlight bug has been scuffed central. It's been super annoying. Um, it makes interchange like hard to play again because it's so dark. So like outside on streets because the flashlights are like sixty percent, you know, as bright, it's easier to miss. But like in interchange in the in the darkness of interchange you they're so like you saw that clip they're so bright they go through the floors they go through the walls they go through the stores it's just like it makes it they look so much better without the fog but the map is still unplayable because of un because of related lighting issues that we talked about and unrelated things that are just more egregious on that map like it just it's sad but so that's a big bug dude and i don't i don't know what the dealio is with it. I'm, I'm not, I don't know if it took him a month to fix invisible players. I'm just like, ugh, you know what I mean? I don't know how long it's going to take though. I mean, like I, I have no motivation to play the game um, at all. And hearing about all of this shit no. has me even less motivated. So yeah, I'm, I understand. I'm just going to keep dude. All I've been doing, all I've been doing is playing magic. And then while I have, while I've been playing Magic, I've been watching. Um, you ever watch the channel Audit the Audit? Mm-mm. It's basically a. Um, a, a lot of people have talked about like JCS criminal psychology. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, it's in the same realm, but what this is is they look at um, encounters between police and citizens, where basically people are like defending their rights or pushing back yeah, against yeah. the police for all kinds of things. And, 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 you know, a good number of them are citizens being fucking idiots and morons yeah. and the police doing the right thing. And a ton of them are the police just being just patently ignorant and, and so depressingly fucking bad at their jobs. Yeah. You know, like uh, arresting old ladies and putting them in handcuffs because they wanted to like feed cats, like, like, slamming people to the ground who yeah. are like reporters at like public places like just doing wild shit and and that's just been like it's been a ball magic a, a gathering and audit the oh audit my God. dude it's just like it i made the mistake of doing that one raid today and it brought up like all of these terrible fucking feelings that i just <laughs> ptsd <sighs> yeah uh, but i would check that out all the videos Aud- are really yeah good. i need to check it out the only other tarkov stuff is that Tomorrow at noon Eastern Standard Time, there's a Tarkov TV Live where um, they're going to talk about stuff. We don't know what they're going to talk about. I would imagine some of the stuff that they've brought up in the past few weeks, i.e. like Unity 2021. They put that on their list of here's stuff that's coming soon. So maybe we'll hear about that. And then I think we're going to get some arena news. The only reason why is Dimitri and then BSG and then the Tarkov account and then the arena account all retweeted this image of two operator-looking dudes um, at the entrance of, like, a shipping container. Like, they could open it behind them, and presumably it would open to the arena, and one of them had a patch on his plate that said arena. So they Mm -hmm. posted that, and the official arena Twitter account retweeted it, you know, 12 hours before this podcast tomorrow. So, like, presumably we'll get something. But, yeah, the only Tarkov stuff is basically that. We got a podcast tomorrow. Um Noon Eastern time. I'm sure I'll do a TLDR video after it. But yeah, it's a uh, copium. I've been so sad because the only other game I want to play right now is Star Citizen. 
and that game is borked more than Tarkov right now. Just like completely unable to access. I literally stopped playing Tarkov, met up with some homies, and I opened up Star Citizen and um, to play the game. And uh, I tried to launch in, and it was like error 40,000. And then all the people in my chat that are like super into Star Citizen were like, F, F, rip, rip. And I was like, what? And they were like, there's no fix for that bug. Like, it's like a small percentage of the population that plays Star Citizen just got this bug. It says error 40,000, and there's no fix for it. You just can't play the game until they patch it out. Why does that sound familiar? Like, that sounds familiar somehow. Yeah, I don't know. There was the old 30... I feel like that was the thing when I started playing. There's the old 30K bug that Star Citizen oh, has done. Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah, 30K happens all the time. But 40K was a new one. Yeah, one peg got it. I got it, too. Now we've both, I think, one pig's been able to get in as well. I've been, I was, I was able to get in like days later. But like, like I was DMing because I know some of the like the prominent star system people, and I was like DMing them. I was like, "What's the fix for this?" And like Captain Burks, Jay's brother, was like, "Bro, the only fix is wait or buy another account and hope it that one doesn't get bricked too." And I was like, "Bump that, bro!" And so like, but like four days later. Um, one of my community members sent me like a super obscure Reddit thread was like, if you do this weird string of events, you might be able to get in. And I got in, but like, it's how been... is that not like, that just seems so trivial. Like why? I mean, like, and that bugs the been in the game for like a month. Some people have not been able to play this new patch is three weeks old. And some people just haven't been able to launch the game to test out the new patch. That's wild. Does it, does it say like anything Oh, no. just says error 40,000? It's and some some other numbers and letters and shenanigans. Uh, is it 40,014? 40, yep. You may be encounter, encountering an access issue. Connection to session host failed? Yeah. There, there were all sorts of threads that were like, maybe it's like a port on your router that's being used already, so the, your computer thinks it's malware. There was all this stuff. I'm just not smart enough to understand what that meant. All I knew is that all my Star Citizen friends were saying you just can't play the game until it's fixed. And then somebody said that there was this like super scuffed like try this sequence of events. Yeah, I'm looking at literally the fucking support page. Yeah, the support like, page. Here's how to fix it. Possible port and use PC to router connectivity. Yeah, nothing on the support page worked. What I, what I ended up doing was this is what worked for me, okay? I went on the Star Citizen website logged into my account, found like a cheap item that I had, refunded it to the store for store credit and bought it back. Logged out and of the launcher, logged back into the launcher and I got in the game. So that's where it's like, if if that's the case, why the fuck are they talking about port? I don't know. PC router That's what I'm saying, bro. Like clearly it's just like, I mean, I, I say clearly, I, I know it. I have no yeah. idea, but like, like, here's what I would do if I was a developer. I'd open up the fucking the repository and I would do a search all for four zero zero one four, and then hit enter to see where the fucking error is, yeah. you know, created. Or, I mean, like, if it's something that like you can't trace the path, you know. Find the most prominent person that has, you know, a content creator. The only reason I say content creator again is because, like, they're vetted in a way they're known. It's not just some random person. 
send them a fucking dev build that has specific logs that all it does is it logs a shit ton of debug information because yeah. that's the other thing too when you're in development you have debug logging on which spams it's like i'm doing everything ever yeah. your player turn left three degrees redoing yeah lighting re to figure you know, out where the, yeah and you have a shit ton of stuff and now it's stuff that would fill up like you know gigabytes of data you know yeah. uh, in text if if every person ran it on their machine so then when you go into production it's a much streamlined more secure less yeah. you know crazy set of logs but you lose all that context just send someone you trust <laughs> yeah. who has this issue go on twitter i'm sure someone with a million subs on youtube is probably tweeting that they have this issue yeah just meet with them have them sign an nda and send them a fucking developer build and it would probably take an afternoon to diagnose it if, well, the, if, here's the if thing. it was reproducible here's the thing is that like they they fixed it but they were waiting to deploy the fix into a point 0.1 patch would that was the rub was that like so mm. 3.18 was out in the live servers and everyone was having this issue and they and they immediately were like oh we're working on we're working on it. and then like maybe a week 5 days later they were like hey we're testing 3.18.1 on the public test servers the PTU which is their ETS these like test servers so we're testing 3.18.1 and everybody was like smooth, boom, got in, no problem, everybody's good. And that was two weeks ago and 3.18.1's not out. So the people are like, why can't you just deploy a smaller patch that just fixes this so people can play your damn game and save all these other fixes that you have for smaller problems for a, a point one patch? Maybe there's something to it. I don't know, but... Probably because it's it's a lot of stress. Even Even doing a simple deployment of a new update is like a, you know, Thursday afternoon, all hands on deck. Let's yeah. all sit down. Someone, you merge everything in. You have, you know, you double check. It's like it's like the surgeon being like, all right, we've got the oxygen, okay. Yeah, you know, everybody's yeah. wash your <laughs> hands, okay. We've got the scalpels. We've got all the things, okay. I'm going to make the incision here. You know, that's like, I'm going to press the button. Anybody, you know. Yeah. Because what you don't want to do is hit the thing, and then all of a sudden, bling, 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 you start getting emails from 10,000 people saying, I can't access it. Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, I broke something. Oh, fuck. And then you panic and then you lose your whole weekend, right? So yeah. it's like maybe they don't want – they've already gone through the QA testing and a few other things and they're just waiting to push it out. They don't want to have to cherry pick this one commit on top of the last update yeah. branch that they pushed out, retest it, make a new yeah. one, deploy it, hope it don't break something. Yeah, they might have real reasons, but it's just been weird to be able to play seamlessly in the test servers for over two weeks when it's been three plus weeks since you deployed the patch and a small percentage of your player base just can't play. Like, it's been super weird. Anyways. This probably, like, breaks some other shit yeah. that they just don't want to talk about. So, like, that's, like, the only other game I want to play is Star Citizen, and I haven't been able to play it. I finally got in, so I'm going to try and play some Star Citizen this weekend. But, yeah, it's been it's been a whole weird shenanigans oh god now this also makes me wonder like i used to get shit from some uh, other folks over the course of my software development career for like the number of commits that i would make um because i i might have like a feature might be 300 lines of code yeah and i'll break that up into like 20 commits because like and what, and what that means is, is like, I'm saying this line, this line, this line, and then another one line and another file, one line, like that is all fixing this one particular thing or building in this yeah. thing or adding a label here. And then another, like, 
separating them out into a lot of small, descriptive, succinct commits because that makes what's called cherry picking easier if you ever have to do that. Yeah. If you ever have to revert like, oh, this label's broken, revert this commit or, or whatever. Um, and it could be that the guy, like I wouldn't put it past if it's a small dev team for the guy who was like, hey, you're tasked to fix this bug. He's in the middle of building like new spaceship physics. Yeah. And is like, oh, okay. Also fixes this one thing, puts it as a, and then and then takes all 1,200 lines of code that he's changed over the last two weeks in one fat commit and merges into a branch. So then it's like, oh, well, can't you just implement yeah. the fix just and put that in? It's like, well, you'd have to rewrite the code because you can't cherry pick yeah. that one thing. Using Git, what you can do is literally say there's like a hash and say this change, apply it on top of this branch. Yeah. So it would be the account fix bug. Do it on top of the dot eighteen dot zero release branch, and then deploy that. But he probably didn't. Like that's a way in which yeah. the reason why, like maybe they haven't deployed it because it just got thrown in with a bunch, with a of, other bunch shit. of other stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, know. I that makes sense, but I I know nothing about that stuff. But yeah, oh, yeah. so yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know, but yeah, that's uh, that's the Tarkov news. That's the Star Citizen news. That's the audit the audit news. Do we want to do a quick story time or? I mean, I, I'm I'm down. Yep. I the people. I don't in, give a I don't give a fuck if we have like four hour episodes. The, yeah, care. same. Honestly, the people have wanted. It. I I had a quick story time happen to me. I don't know if you saw my tweet. Did you ever watch the show Hot Ones? Uh, I saw like a couple episodes like two years ago. Okay. The classic, the one everybody knows is the worst hot sauce on the table is the one called Da Bomb Beyond Insanity. Okay. Monka. Okay. I got some of that in my eye this weekend. Uh, Fuck off, man. Bro. Okay. This is what happened, bro. Me and my wife and my kids, we're walking around World Market. All right, we don't go to World Market often. My wife wanted something in there. We were in there. We were walking around. I saw a hot sauce that I saw on Hot Ones. So I picked that up with my right hand. I was like, babe, I was like this. And then as I was picking it up, I saw the bomb. So I showed I was like this. Oh, and look. And I picked it up with my left hand. And I was like, they have the bomb. And she was like, yo, that's crazy. I was like, I know. I put them back. And then you were like, go, 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 go. Yeah. I put him, I put him, I put him back. We're walking around, walk to the line. My allergies were acting up crazy that day, dude. So I go like this. The actual femtosecond, my finger touched my eye. I was like, what's wrong? I was like, and every time I blinked, it was like, you know how like, like in decibels, every three decibels is a doubling in sound. Every time I blinked, it was a doubling in pain. Because you're just coating the rest of your eye with more Dude. of the fucking... And what had to have happened is that that bottle was shipped in a case of bottles where one broke. Because it was a sealed bottle. And all oh, I did was no. pick it up and put it back down. And I touched... I, I, I mean, and I went in there. I mean, I went to rub my eye, bro. And when I tell you, like, 
from the time I touched my eye to 30 seconds after that, I was handing my kid to my wife and I was, I was like, I have to go Bye. Like I just, I was crying. I couldn't physically open my left eye. And I just ran to the, because at that time I didn't even realize what was happening. I didn't, I hadn't put the two and two together that I had just picked up the bomb. And I was, was just, there an eye wash station? No, bro. I was just in the bathroom, just like pressing cold, wet paper towels to my eye. And it, it was like 10, 15 minutes. I couldn't open my eye because it was so excruciatingly painful to open it and then close it again. It was unreal. I've never had pain, searing pain, just like ramp up. You know what I mean? Like what you're just like, if you're stabbed, it's just like zero and a hundred. There is no in between. It just went zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, to a hundred. Just like it just like ramped. Probably what so, it's like when you eat it. Yeah, this yeah. Isn't so bad. Oh, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's just how every episode 100%, is. Hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it was in my eye, and dude, it hurt so bad. At one point, when I finally was able to open my eye again, I looked in the mirror and I opened my eye, and it was just like blood red. My left eye was just like blood red, and I was like, dude, panic. I was like, I can't drive home. Like it was. Uh, dude, I was dude, like, that sounds miserable. Breaking down in the middle of a world market, <laughs> like, oh my god, fuck. So that. if you ever see that stuff, don't pick it up. Just in case there's some leaked in the box, pick use gloves. It was people eat this willingly, dude. I, yeah, it was unbelievable. It was very painful, but a funny story. <laughs> I got a little bit of shampoo in my eye for the first time <laughs> in like literally a decade. The other day, and it was like an hour of like, fuck. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah, it was crazy. It oh, was such a trace amount. Yeah, fuck that. Well, I'm glad to see you didn't lose an eye. Yeah, thank God. Thank I've God. got uh, I've got a short story time, too. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, this one's called Applying to Become an RA slash... I'm not even going to say what the other, the other half is. So there was a period of time... There was a period of time in college where I was considering being an RA, not because I wanted to be an RA, but because it's like I would be the fucking cool RA on the floor that yeah. like, you What's know, like wouldn't, the, the people in the dorms where there's like one student, they always get a solo room by themselves. They don't have a roommate and um, they're the ones that like do the rounds, you know, they make sure people yep. are following the rules. They're usually fucking douchebags. Yeah. You know, they're the ones like knocking on your door after hours being like, turn down the, you know, yeah. they're power hungry, you know, douches. But I was like, oh, and also they pay for your room and board. Dude, free room so, and so solo room. It's free room and board, solo room. And then also it's like, yo, I'm a like, I'm a change the way shit's done around. I'm going to be the cool, you know, I'm going to be the, like, you know, your mother, like, I'm going to be the cool parent, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, Dorm Discord mods. Yeah, yeah, there That's you go. That's great. Um, now, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it or not, but what I did was there was one day where they let you shadow so that okay. you were going to be with the RAs for like a night to see if you wanted to apply. Um, now, at the time, so my wife was two years behind me in school. Okay. Um, I think I was a junior and she was a freshman. Now, she lived in, we called it the Sixer. Um, all of the dorm rooms were all like doubles. and But but I guess there like wasn't enough housing. At the end of the hallway, 
there's a big room that was basically just had a bunch of tables and stuff like a study room. Yeah. They converted that into like a big dorm room where there were six. That sounds awful. Six girls. But they were all in the volleyball team together. Okay. Um, they were all friends and stuff. And <clears throat> they were. I'm, <laughs> shit got wild. Okay. I'll, I'm not even going to get into anything there other than the sixer. Six, six girls. Lots of uh, consumption of adult beverages and um, like half of the girls were promiscuous and the other half had boyfriends. So there was just always and always like staying over, you know, whatever. Now, Thursday night is like was like the big night. I don't know if it's like this in every college, but Thursday night was like one of you know, Thursday Thursdays was like one of the big party nights. That was one of the nights I was shadowing. Now I knew that there was a bunch of people that shouldn't be in the room after certain hours doing things they shouldn't have been doing. So time came to do the rounds. I like pulled out my phone and was like texted my wife to be like, you're coming around like tell everybody to shut the fuck up. All the guys there were there was three bunk beds and it was almost always like if the if the RAs ever knocked on the door, you know, the guys would like put the yeah. sheets over their head and, you know, everybody would pretend like they were sleeping, you know, as long as they don't hear the guy's voice, you know, whatever. And we're walking down the hallways and all of a sudden we hear on the walkie talkie, you know, hey, we got a situation, blah, 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 you know, whatever it was. It was like some really sounded like some police shit. And then all of a sudden they said and also we're calling the police. And I'm like, whoa, like this that never happens, you know. Um, so, oh, my God, I'm trying to remember the specific details. Apparently what had happened was one of the girls in my wife's dorm room, her cousin or brother was visiting. And he was, I guess, a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> I can't explain. I'm not going to explain or justify why he did what he did. I'm just going to say what he did. Okay. Because we had to wait for the police to get there and and we had to talk to this guy and all this stuff. What was reported was apparently he went up to a random girl's room, opened the door, didn't knock, opened the door. And two girls were sleeping. He walked over into the corner, pulled his pants down, and just took a piss in the corner of the room. Now, imagine you're a girl in college. You wake up, and there's just a man pissing in the corner of your room. You're like, what the fuck is going on? So, like, we hear all this going down, and, of course, we're like, well, where is this guy? Who is he? We don't know. Well, it turns out he ended up going and, like, hiding in her room. So we're, like, we're coming down. We're going to, like, everybody needs to, like, the guys had to jump out the window, like, all this other stuff. But the the, the dude was hammered. Hammered. He was there. He didn't even, like, hide or anything. And he was so confused because he's like, I just, I went into the bathroom. Like, what do you mean? I went into the bathroom. He's like, bro, that was not a bathroom, you know, whatever. Yep. But here's the, the the inscrutable part of this whole thing. We were like, you have to call. Like, the police are going to be coming. Like, do you have a ride? You have to call for a ride. 
Um, but in the meantime, the police. Oh no, this is when the police were there, and we were just like watching the police yeah, you were talk just like, to the guy. They were like, "Do you have your license or some sort of ID?" And the guy pulled out his ID, and they were talking to him and whatever. And then at one point, that's when they asked him, "Like, do you have a ride? You like call for a ride or whatever?" And he said, "Yeah." And what he did was, let me see if I can describe. He had his his ID. Um. He had like his ID in his hand. And when they said, "Can you like call for your ride?" He looked around. He reached in his pocket. And he pulled out a $5 bill. He very carefully wrapped the $5 bill around his wallet and put it up to his ear and proceeded to have a conversation on the phone with someone who was going to. What? Brother was in (laughs) outer space. I I don't know if the guy did mushrooms or what. I have no. He looks around, takes out a $5 bill, wraps it around his license. Bro. And it's like. That hey yo, can you come pick me? That's dude, that's something. He was on something, bro. And it, we all just kind of like, are you serious? What the fuck is going on here? Like, hello, bro. That's outrageous. And of course, I'm like, yeah, I'm never becoming an RA. Like, this <laughs> yeah. is what you do. That was yeah, the moment like, where you were like, you know what? I'll pay for my own room and board. <laughs> And the down and all the girls had to get like written up, and so they get like in trouble. It was this whole big thing, and I tried to do my best to like help, yeah, you know. But like, what a fucking but mess! That's, but that's something you definitely don't ever forget: a man literally wrapping a five dollar bill around his own driver's license and then having a conversation with it. That's Puts it up to his ear. That's like, that's classic. What <laughs> the hell, dude? Life crazy. So that's fucking, that's applying to become an RA slash the driver's license telephone. The driver's, I I saw that on the list and I was like, the driver's license telephone. And then as the story was progressing, I was like, does this mean this man really tried to use his driver's license as a telephone? Damn. That's insane. Yeah. And and, and I I, I wish I had more context. Like what, what happened? Why? I don't know whose room it was. All I know is that like, the dude went and pissed in a girl's room and then tried to have a conversation on his $5 Dude, bill. And yeah. I'm like, yo, what? this is real life. That, yeah, there's a mystery there. They're like, that dude, it was, it was tripping balls. That dude was on something. Holy cow. Damn. Yeah. Well, dude, that the reprise of story time. Some A double whammy, too. A double whammy. Um, but, yeah, uh... That's about it. Dude, the episodes have been getting longer and longer. They've been creeping up to like two and a half hours, which I love. I don't even care, dude. I I think it's great. The, and everybody seems to be loving it. We've been getting views on the Spotify and on YouTube. So yeah, man, you guys are awesome. So thank you. Thank you for checking out the podcast and stuff. Um, but yeah, so uh, so that's all the, the stuff. I know that we are doing this like I know, like I can already see it. We're doing this podcast today. Literally tomorrow, they're doing a podcast. They're going to announce Tarkov is free to play and there's cosmetics. And and then we're going to post this on Monday and all the comments are going to be, why didn't you talk about this? Um, but at the same time, there was the patch and I felt like there was enough to talk about. So we did the podcast and uh, 
So yeah, so this was recorded on Thursday. It is recorded normally on Thursdays. Uh, we'll post it early Monday morning, and then next week we will talk about, uh, I'm sure, break down the podcast and uh, what they what Tarkov talks about and stuff. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys for hanging. Thank you for the support. It's been crazy. Thank you for allowing us to do this. It's been a fun. It's been a blast. It's been a fun. It's been, it's a, been a fun. A singular fun. I've had a fun with you. And uh, so, yeah, thank you for hanging. And we will definitely see you all on the next one. It's been a fun. <laughs>